Hello, and welcome to the Gaming Fix Podcast, episode 181 on July 17th, 2021. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite RGB code. I am joined today by Pat. Um, I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> well, you got zero to two fifty-five. You got three yeah. numbers. Yeah, they're hex values. Uh, yeah, but I don't know any colors. The hex values that's, off the top of my head. Just uh, yeah. sixty-nine, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. That's that, everyone's That would actually give you. That would probably be like some shade of gray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Appropriate. Uh, and also joining us, Alex. Um, let's give it like I'm gonna give you a three number hex code. Let's say like mm-hmm. uh, B four uh, A. B four A. See. Uh, oh come! Uh, it's like a, it's like a pink. Like a yeah, like a, I don't even know. You got like you got a lot more colors. red, or yeah. So you have fuchsia, like quite a bit fuchsia. of red. You got a bit of like a bit of green, and then you know a bit of blue. So it's ni- it's a nice relaxing pink. It's a fuchsia pink. Uh, it's relatively close BB to the one we used. Four four AA. Yeah, I think it's okay. relatively close to the one we used in the gaming fix logo. <laughs> I feel like that's a little like brighter, but uh, yeah, it's relatively close. It's not, it's not the same value. I'm not giving away that secret sauce. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. It's Pantone. Call us Pantone fix. (laughs) I, man, I still can't believe they sell Pantone gotcha cubes. Like give us a hundred yen and get a square in like banana yellow. Like what doesn't surprise. That's sounds exactly like a thing you, you know, I mean, I guess Uh-oh. people also buy cigarettes there. I was going to say, it's, it's, it'd be like, it's, at least gotchas are like stupid things that are harmless, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, most of the time, they can be. Well, almost, yeah, there's, 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 <laughs> lim- I'm not talking about, I'm talking about physical ones. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Like capsule machines. In, uh, yeah. Pantone yeah, yeah. gotcha. gotcha yeah. Okay. Pantone yes. gotcha mobile game. No, okay. uh, certainly <laughs> mobile, mobile gotcha, video gotcha games can be very insidious. Yeah. I got to buy this 3200. I would say I gotta buy a $3,200 phone so I can see more colors. I would say <laughs> the majority of, of digital video game gotcha games are probably a little insidious. Yes. That, that's what I thought you were referring to. Okay. Anyways, no, just, uh, you got just your Genshin Impact like store, store yeah. Gotcha. yeah. There's there's some there's some out there that are pretty great gameplay, but uh, some out of the dozens that exist, uh, if dozens. that if not more, the uh, most of them suck and just want to take your money. And, pew, 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 and take your money. God damn it. <laughs> ka-ching, ka-ching. Oh. Yeah. It's not I'm the reference tired. I was expecting today. <laughs> That's, hey, you know what? There's always a uh, space in my life for that song. What? What is the one? There's like, uh, Neil Cicirega does a song that 
clips that and then he puts something else in the in the gunshot sounds oh. that's very funny but what the fuck is it's like a yoshi sound or oh something. yeah i don't <laughs> I can't remember what it no it's meowing it's meowing and then it has a yoshi sound at meow, the end meow, meow. well meow. yeah Did he all do i want to do is meow meow i mean meow, meow. <laughs> There's also there's meow the jewels which is all oh, yeah the, the run the jewels but every every yeah. instrument is meowing yeah well and all the cur all the swear words are meows instead of oh yeah I regular censor yeah yeah it's funny <laughs> LP meowing is a strange fix individual. where we record anyway we record an episode of gaming fix and then replace every word with meows every with always word? replacing always replacing the same <laughs> yeah. word with the same meow. Yeah, yeah. We have to put that, up like a lexicon, like a really. <laughs> I'm getting anxiety just problem, thinking about problem. Yeah, it's like how how people learn like uh, Klingon or like Elvish. Uh, people can learn, but we don't know meow fix language. But we, d- yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, because we made it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds. I mean, we can we can work on getting there. cats to speak English, and then they can translate their language for us, and then we can. Uh, do a language exchange. I don't think it works that, that way. I don't think authentic cat voice. I don't think there's just cat like meows. I don't think it's possible to make like a Rosetta Stone for cat language. I'm pretty sure they communicate well, on a completely different level than us. I think it's time to train some machine learning models on friggin' cat meows. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that you could get an AI to figure out how to talk to cats, but I feel like they've done that. Like, they're like, this one means they're hungry. This one means they got a shit. Yeah, there, this there one is means a cat. They fucking hate you. Yeah, there is a, there is a, so everyone, translation they do that one a lot, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, my well, cat doesn't really. Have, okay. Have y'all ever seen those? There's videos on YouTube of like people who have trained their cats and dogs to push buttons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I follow a lady them. on Instagram and it with her dog, Bunny. No, Stella. Okay, Bunny is fucking awesome. Bunny is the one who had the existential crisis of saying, hmm. like, hitting the buttons for who's this, and then looked in the mirror, hmm. and then the the mother says, that's Bunny, it's Bunny, and then it just cuts to the dog, um, like, looking out a window for about 10 seconds, <laughs> and then walking back to the button that says, help. <laughs> I th- it's really good. I'll find I, it. I'll put it in I the show notes. I think... <laughs> I love those videos. I don't know how much I believe that the dogs necessarily know what they're should, doing. I think some of it's staged. I think the bunny yeah. ones are legit. Um, All I'm saying is that if a dog is that intelligent to communicate with buttons that effectively, then I would, I'm would. i surprised that the dog has not been forcibly removed to a lab to study <laughs> it, you know? like yeah. Some of I it's mean, pretty wild. That is a pessimistic way to look at it, but I also don't disagree. <laughs> yeah. I, I I feel like I heard... I feel like there was a similar thing with a dog I'm talking about. Like, a similar, yeah. like... Who, I'm sure it's a who, combination of like, things. Mirror. Yeah. 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 There's, uh, there's also some good cat ones that are, that are interesting. Because you can train a dog to do all kinds of stuff. I doubt that it's meant maliciously either. I'm not saying that I think the owners of the dog are, like, yeah. trying to lie to the world in order to make social media money or something. Uh, no. This this lady with uh, Stella, uh, she wrote a book. Uh, so if she's if she's grifting, she's she's all the way in, and not just social media. So also, that, uh, yeah, I am sure you could train a dog 
to do things like push the button that says feed me when it when the dog wants a treat and stuff yeah. like that. Of course you could do that. Totally. Just the I name mean Pavlov ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. I mean more I doubt that in the who in the who's this help video that the dog was like yeah yeah trying exactly. to ask what is this animal in the mirror oh my god that's yeah. me i can't process yeah. these feelings help me i don't but have what, object permanence yeah but what if think. but what if that is exactly what happened <laughs> yeah existential fix it, yep then dog's uh existential then then dogs wouldn't be eating their own poop <laughs> hey what if it tastes good what if they're on yeah, something if, and we're not what if we've been missing out on it we just play poop Apparently dogs, games sometimes dogs really love eating cat poop in particular because oh it's a little, yes it's a little sweeter they sure do let me tell you from, <laughs> from experience lock up it your is litter much boxes. sweeter it's lucky it's lucky that <laughs> we have a oh god uh there is a gate so that the dog cannot go right. where the, 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 the cat can jump over and the dog cannot get over that's an that episode title separates it's much sweeter the rest of the apartment from the the bathroom where the litter box is thankfully uh, the door creaks loud enough on the bathroom that uh i can hear some it warning yeah, so if I hear the door creak and I can look and see if make sure the gate's closed and that the dog is not in there. Yep. Then you can be like, oh god, oh. the dog is trying to eat cat dump. It happened. It happens less now. She's better about it now because she also gets in trouble when she does it, but mm-hmm. uh, for a while there it was like, if you just looked away from her and there was access, she was going to get in there and root around in the litter box. Well, Pat, let me pose a hypothetical to you. Yes. Uh, you're sitting in in your like racing rig in your uh-huh. seat you got you got yep. your wheel you got your monitors pulled down you, you know you got your whole situation set up and you hear that door creak you look over <laughs> the door is closed or no the, the gate is open the door is open you see the dog going into that bathroom but you're in the middle of a 24-hour race your team they're on your back what do you do? Uh, I probably aggressively yell for my partner to go take care of the situation. <laughs> no, nope. uh, no, nope. your partner is is on Mars. In that case, the dog is probably going to eat some cat poop because <laughs> I can't. Nothing stops. You, there is no. Yeah, you can't. You can't There's pull no time over. Out no, you can't pull over and get out of the car to go deal with the cat poop situation. Yeah, you can't deal with a force uh, of nature. <laughs> no. Uh. I I'm assuming that's a segue to talk about the fact that I, last weekend I was out because I raced the I racing 24 hours of Le Mans. I that that was complete hypothetical, no basis in reality or anything well, to do with anything we're talking the, about on the show. Other one than of the key things cat poop. when you do a 24 hour race is just setting up your environment so elements things like that don't right. happen. Get your get your bedpan. Get your make sure, for example, the cat has is happening in real time right now. Sometimes the cat wants to come sit in my lap. So I have to make mm-hmm. sure that everything's set up. So that's not going to happen. For example, to, to let the cat sit in your lap before the race. You have to get your water. Make sure it's I, sick of you. I had I drank a large beer at one point during my one of my stints. Don't drink and drive. But when it's simulation racing, fucking cares. Uh, and uh, <laughs> simulation police are going to get you. <laughs> and I mean, I it was like 
just to clarify for listeners, it was a large can of a very low ABV beer. So it was not a getting drunk behind the wheel of a sim rig situation. We save that for dirt racing. Um, uh, but, uh, it, uh, it, I, because I had to pee so bad, I had an opportunity to do what's called triple stinting my tires because it was nighttime in the sim. So the tires normally you, you change your tires, uh, every couple hours when you swap out the driver. Um, some, if the track's hot enough, you change them every hour. But, uh, at nighttime, the track is cool enough that you can drive on one set of tires for three hours instead of two hours. And, um, what that ends up doing on our team, it saved us about 10 seconds to do it that way because it takes 20 seconds or so to change the tires. And we were able to Mm -hmm. only lose about a second a lap on the last 10 laps or so of the stint. So, um, little slower than being on fresh tires, but uh, we saved the 20-second tire change time. Anyway, an opportunity to triple stint my tires, and then I chose not to because I had to pee real bad and didn't think I could drive for another hour uh, without going to the bathroom. So um, you have to prep yourself in many ways. But yeah, if uh, to kind of up front, this, um, it really is a 24-hour endurance race in iRacing, uh, it starts not for one person though, right? This is no, this is a um, team of people for, for the 24 hour races. I don't even believe you can register as a solo. You might be able to, um, mm. but, uh, but yes, you have to have at least two people. Um, my racing group had one team that actually won their stint or their, uh, their, their slot, um, split is what we call it. And they were a two man team. So, they one of them drove ten hours and one of them drove fourteen hours, which is Ooh. wild. They don't even do that in real life anymore. Um, that's uh, they used to in like the sixties. You've seen the film mm-hmm. Ford versus Ferrari, which good movie. I would recommend. Um, okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I don't know if I think it was deserving of Oscars. Academy Awards, but it was yeah. it's good. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's they used to do that. But now that's usually three or I think three or four man teams for uh, Le Mans. Um, but yeah, you're driving a real 24 hours, and the structure is someone qualifies so that you know your that sets your starting grid where everybody's starting on track. There are up to three classes of car. Um, so there are um, the GT endurance cars which are sort of, they look almost like, they're like race car versions of production cars, kind of. So, mm. like, we drove the the Porsche uh, GTE car. Um, it looks like, kind of like a Porsche 911 or something that you would see very wealthy people driving around, except that it has, like, aero kits on it and a big spoiler and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are the Le Mans Prototype 2s, which are, um, they look kind of like spaceships that drive instead of fly around. Um, and then, and then there's the LMP ones, which are even faster and have like a boost button that they, where they harvest energy and braking and then can, can burn it when they uh, are on straights. Some like formula E kind of shit. Yep. Yeah. Formula one cars have it too. Uh, so all three of these different classes of cars are racing on the same circuit. Um, they're not racing against each other. They're racing against other cars in their class, but they all go at different speeds. 
So we were in the GTE class, which is the slowest, which means, and in our split, we only ended up with P2s. We didn't have any P1s. So we just had these P2 cars, which are a lot faster. Pass, they pass you fairly regularly because they're racing their own race. But yeah, you do your qualifying and then somebody starts the race. It's a rolling start. And then you're just, your car's going for 24 hours. Uh, you're stopping uh, every couple hours to swap drivers and, and take tires. Um, you have to stop every hour or so for fuel in the GTE. Uh, and so how does that work in the actual video game sense? Like is basically one person spectating and then there's a button you push to swap the driver. Yep. That's exactly it. So, um, you can any, as long as you, it's I racing is I racing is a, is a 13 year old program at this point that is built on it. That's built on a 20 year old NASCAR game. So, uh, I didn't know that part. Is, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is, it is still arguably the best sim in the world. There's some people who will say there's other ones that are better. Um, it's phenomenal. They've done tons of visual updates to it over the years. It certainly doesn't look like, you know, Forza Horizon or something, but it actually has, it looks pretty nice at, at certain moments. Um, the cars look pretty good. Uh, mostly it's just like the trees and some of the level geometry that is off track that can look a little, like it's from 13 years ago, but it's hardly matters when you're doing it. Um, but, uh, it's, it is definitely a, if you, the reason I bring that up is because (laughs) you have to own the track and one of the cars in order to spectate a race. So it's not really a spectator feature that you can just do for like, Oh, I just want to watch these, this friend of mine race. Um, you can, but you have to own pieces of content to do it. But in this case, when you're all on the same team, you're registered to the session as a team. Um, when you are spectating your teammate, you can uh, step in as their crew chief, which means you can set up their pit stops for them, um, which isn't that big of a deal. It sounds crazy, but once you get used to driving, it's pretty easy to set up the pit stop in your car. Um, and then uh, you can also, when the car is stopped in the pits, there is a button to remove the driver. So you basically kick the person that's driving out and then they you just jump get in the shot car. into the air out of an ejector <laughs> seat, uh, more or less. Ragdoll. Um, and, uh, and then it takes, it adds like 30 seconds to the pit stop for a driver swap, which is often, I don't know if it's true for that particular endurance series that includes Lamont, but generally they have like safety rules for swapping out drivers. So you have to stop for a minimum amount of time when you swap drivers just to make sure that nobody's cutting corners on like not strapping in all the way and stuff before they leave the pits. Um, it's also very funny in real life endurance racing since people are different sizes um, so that they don't have to adjust the seat at all because race car seats don't really move like your standard road car. Um, the shorter drivers have uh, like cushions attached to their mm. butts. So they Hell like yeah. jump in the car with a big, with a big old cushion attached to their butt. It looks like they have poop in their pants and they run to the car. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so it's like basically it's very funny. shoving a telephone book down your pants. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very similar. <laughs> and they're like, except Sick. they're like fully cupping them because they have to provide some lumbar support too. So wow. Ergonomic uh, butt pillows. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, you know, in sim racing, you don't have to do that at least. Mm. Um, well, but what's cool. Nothing's stopping you. <laughs> But the thing that's crazy, true, the thing that's crazy about uh, endurance racing is it is not, there are no like take backs or anything like 
if you fuck the car, if you've been driving the car for 10 hours and you fuck the car and it, and it's dead because somebody hit you or you hit a wall, it's over. You're done. That's, that's too bad. That's, um, but it's also awesome because it means it's actual, there's like, you do actually have to take, take there's serious stakes. You can do things like tap a wall or if you get into a, these cars are generally pretty, they're not like F1 cars. They're pretty durable. Um, Mm -hmm. that's part of the whole reason. I mean, they're built to be durable because this is their primary function is racing and endurance racing. So typically you're not going to get totally killed from one accident or one, one bang into the wall, as long as you didn't hit it at full speed. And then in the pits, one thing that iRacing is not great at is the damage model is a little wonky Mm -hmm. at times. Um, iRacing is like a phenomenal simulator when everyone is and everything is going well, when things start to go poorly, it does get a little wonky. Not so much that it doesn't model the damage well when it happens. It's more that you could like hit a wall going 40, 50 miles an hour and totally fuck your steering so that the car feels terrible to drive. And then you go to the pit stops and it's like, oh, it's a two minute repair when it's that's the kind of thing that would probably kill a car in some situations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or you can have situations where like you barely tap a wall and it's like, Oh, 20 minutes of optional repairs to get the car feeling good again. And you're like, what are you talking about? Uh, there was one, there's a Jimmy Broadbent is like a very famous sim racer. He, he's races real cars too now, but got to start sim racing. He, in his split, he hit a wall and it might've even been a net code issue, but he hit a wall and totally screwed up the car and they took it to the pits and um, they took the repair time, but it still felt bad, which can happen. There's sometimes that the damage isn't bad enough to for them to force you to retire the car, but there's no way for them to fix it to make it feel good again. And then another person on the team ran it into a different wall, and then it fixed the steering. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they were able to continue their race. <laughs> so yeah, that's like, the real hit it on the, the other side. It's like, the way they do it in real life. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that. anyway, all that damage stuff is, is fully there. We had one of the teams in my group. Um, they got screwed in the middle of the night. And what's wild is like our split started at midnight on Friday. It actually started around 1 a.m. The, the server opened at midnight. And um, hmm. so I stayed up until about 2 a.m. watching the driver who started, started it until um, another team member could take over spotting because you generally don't want to leave someone alone. Um, iRacing has an in-game spotter for the actual purpose of spotting cars for you, but you want to have somebody there to talk you through stuff and to talk about like, okay, on that lap, you could have done this and this and this, because again, like you're talking about trying to gain positions over a 24 hour period. So like, and it's also on a track that has four minute lap times, which is very long. Um, so, uh, when you're doing that for, over and over and over again but what's interesting about it is if you're talking about a an hour long um like f1 race you need to get and we practiced for weeks ahead of this as well but if you're talking about an hour long f1 race if you're like a second off the pace it's like that's an enormous deficit um Mm -hmm. and it's unlikely that you're going to be able to run four or five laps with us being a second off the pace and then still remain competitive with the front of the field um, because they're out of, out of the 60 laps you might do in that race that those that being five seconds then off the leader is, is devastating to your race. When you're talking about a 
four minute lap over 24 hours, you can be a second down and, and, and then talk through it and go like, yeah, okay, sure. why were we a second down there? Where can we tighten this up and totally get back on it and take somebody? Um, so, it, uh, it, it sounds to me like I understand that because I play a lot of track mania and it's because track mania is that in, in, in a tiny microcosm form, right? Like, you are right. constantly just against yourself instead yeah, of it's against like yourself. worrying about other people. Yeah. Right. So your spotter is yourself and you're checking out your split times. And yeah. Okay. So that makes total sense considering it from that perspective. And um, imagine racing one track for 24 hours straight trying to get totally. your, your time down. I can understand why that would be appealing to some people. But, um, but so for the team you were doing it with, how many time zones did you span in order to um, properly? So four. We had a four person team. Um, yeah. And there was a driver on East Coast time, and then a driver on um, like Central Europe time, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then a driver that was in Southeast Asia. So yeah, that makes um, total sense. <laughs> so it worked out really well because it meant that we you were had someone stretched in out really all easily. Time zones. Yeah, yeah. Like the, so they the could team do it during that, the day, not overnight. The, yeah. yeah, the team that ran with just two people, I believe they had someone in Central time in the U S and Eastern time. So yeah. when you get into that situation, you're staying up all night. <laughs> yeah. At least uh, someone. Yeah. And, and especially when you're talking about like the most, one of them, I think drove seven stints in a row, maybe. Um, what is a stint? So in their car, a stint, that's like a stint in racing motorsport terms is like your time between pit stops. Ah, um, uh, okay. And gotcha. so there, huh. and, or in endurance racing, it also refers to like, how long you drive. He didn't drive for seven. He, he had to pit during that. He drove seven stints. So he drove seven mm-hmm. pit stops. Uh, hmm. But in their car, it's different for every car. They were driving a P2 or P1, which I want to say stops every like 40 minutes instead of every hour. So different hmm. time than our car. But anyway, it's, it's a really in, in awesome sense of community and stuff. We ended up finishing P5 out of 20 cars in our class. Um, nice. Congrats. Which felt awesome um, to to get that high uh, when it was two of our our team's first endurance race, um, and it's definitely like a very much like okay, when can we do this again? <laughs> because this was awesome, <laughs> and I want to do it again as soon as possible. Um, is it is it a yearly thing, or is it the kind of thing where they do it like you can do it every month if you have like uh, a, so a bush league basically? You Le Mans is generally a yearly thing, but there's several different tracks. Like next weekend, we are racing the 24 hours of Spa. Um, we wanted to do a silly mega team where we race in a bunch of different slots. I don't think it's going to happen because <laughs> we couldn't get enough people to commit to it. And even if a couple of the other people and I agreed to drive 14 hours over the weekend, we couldn't get it to work. Uh, and I said I was tapped out at 14 hours i'm not doing more than that in in (laughs) two days uh but um that will be really fun that track is more of a traditional circuit le mans is like very much built for the 24 hours of le mans it includes public roads in addition to circuit sections um the spa is a track that is um just like a just a racing circuit and the lap times are closer to like I think they're probably like a minute 20 in these cars. Uh, there, that's going to be all GT three cars. So GT three cars are even more closer to G uh, you could just go and buy a GT three car. If you wanted to, it would cost you half a million dollars, but you could, you could do it if you were rich and just had the money laying around. Um, 
and people do. Uh, there are amateur drivers who who race in GT3 cars. Uh, so that will be a lot of fun. The following week oh, on a Friday, I'm doing. That, that's why that Porsche is named the 911 GT3. Got it. Yes. Uh, yep. Got it. Um, there's GT3s. There's GT4s. Um, GT4s are even like babier cars. They're even closer to just like regular old road cars. Uh, uh, do they do they say I'm baby uwu? You may you if you ask uh, multi class drivers, they'll tell you that all the GT cars say I'm baby uwu as they <laughs> pass you. Um, there is constant like salt between different classes of drivers because P two drivers will be like get the fuck out of my way and GTE drivers are like fuck off pass me when you pass me. Uh, <laughs> there I had one incident. Not it didn't turn into an incident. Thankfully. There were four P2s. None of them were racing each other. They were all on different laps because everybody gets spread out across, like, there'll be people that are laps up and laps down. And I came around one of, I came into a corner complex that is very tight and very hard to drive at Le Mans. And there is no room to pass, but they, goddammit, they were going to pass me there, even though there's a long straight that would have been easy for them to pass me on right after it. And I ended up getting sandwiched between four P2s and I had like a jokerfication moment where I just in our discord call, I started being like, fuck off. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, they couldn't hear me because they weren't any of our drivers, but yeah. I had to yell there. So they I need, didn't yell. They the need proximity voice. chat. They need proximity chat. They so have, I mean, <laughs> they have voice chat. You can open, you can open your window and uh, yell out the, there is yell out at the people. I push man. a button to like flip them off. Yeah. I was going to say the like, voice you, chat off. I was going to say, you need like, some kind of uh, camera pointed at you so that it can track like you as your driver, like have like the windshield being taken up by your face so they can see you double middle finger flipping yeah. off. You can at least, That'd be you can funny. flash your headlights at people. That is one. Uh, <laughs> I pissed somebody off because there was another GTE car that we were two laps up on that was very slow oh, man. and they wouldn't let me around. And so I flashed, or I, actually I wouldn't even say that. They were annoying to drive behind, but I found a way to get around them and I flashed them not to be rude, but to let them know I was passing them. Uh, and then they started like flashing me aggressively after I got around them. And I was like, hmm. man, <laughs> I was just letting you know I was going by. I wasn't trying to be an ass. You should write a script that basically just flashes your lights like crazy. Like you push a button on your Elgato Stream Deck Mark II, which we'll get to in news. Um, and then it just goes. Brrr. <laughs> you could. You could. <laughs> That'd be great. It would suck for you as long as if it was at night, it would suck for you because. In a lot of those mm. cars, it flat it turns the lights, it like flashes them all the way on and off. It doesn't flash them oh. between brights and not brights, so oh, it's okay. like a strobe effect. It's like a strobe. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a little rough, but the yeah, paparazzi baby. We're doing uh, there's different lengths of endurance. We're doing I'm doing the four hours of Roval in uh, in two weeks as well. Roval, which is Roval is the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval, oh. um, which is oh, it's called okay. the. It's called the Roval because it's a it's a it's a speedway. It's like a I think it's a mile and a half speedway that they race NASCAR on. But then it also has mm-hmm. a interior mm-hmm. oval that is smaller. Um, so oh, in the Roval, it. you you mm-hmm. you start off the first turn is turning into the smaller kind of more more rectangular oval on the infield, and then you race that, and then you have to navigate out onto the super speedway, and then. There's a couple of chicanes they build just so that you're not just going straight. Uh, 
Really? What does that term mean in racing? Because I know what it means in French. Uh, so it's like a, um, it's like a kind of like a, a tight kink. It's like if you took the road and and then squished it. Um, it's mm-hmm. so it'll be like a fast. It'll be like, not fast. A very tight left hand corner followed directly by a very tight right hand corner followed by another left hander to get back going straight. So you end up coming out of the chicane going the same direction as you you were go- coming into it. Um, uh, in in French, a chicane is when you have an argument or like you're yelling at each other. So <laughs> yeah, it's an argument with the road for sure. Yeah. Uh, and they can be left or right. Uh, it doesn't. I wake up every day and I turn left, right, left, and then I pound on the wall. Uh, one of the things they do to make the because um, Daytona is also a excuse me Daytona <laughs> exactly yes it's also yeah. a uh, a a endurance track they have a road course there and mm-hmm. one of the things they do on those um, ovals to make them more interesting is they put chicanes on the straights so that they're not you're not just driving on a long straightaway um, they if, even at at uh, uh, at Le Mans in the 60s, there's this stretch of road called the Mulsanne Strait that just was a flat out, people just drove straight through it. And um, it was pretty dangerous because you could re- you would max out the speed of your car and then have to go into a very tight right-hand corner with a downhill braking zone. Um, and so they added chicanes to that straight to make it a little more, like, more passing opportunities because cars have to slow down and a little less dangerous. So... Uh, anyway, yeah, we'll be racing, uh, the 24 hours of Daytona will happen. Um, there's a, I think there's two 24 hours of Daytona, uh, because there's iRacing doesn't have the rights to the 24 hours of Le Mans because motorsport, I believe it's motorsport games who makes R factor has the rights to 24 hours of Le Mans, like the official ones. But iRacing has the Le Mans track. So they most of these races that are in these 24-hour races are event races. Like 24 Hours of Spa is separate from any of their official racing series. It's like its own event. But they can't do that with Le Mans because they don't have the license to call a race like the 24 Hours of Le Mans event. Mm. So instead what they did was they built a six-race series with endurance 24-hour endurance races every week or two weeks maybe. Mm that works just like all their other standard racing series that you do. And they're just like, what Which just Le Mans happens to be one of the tracks in there. It's not called the 24 hours of Le Mans, but there happens to be a 24 hour race at Le Mans in this series. <laughs> it's also got Hockenheim and Daytona in it. What do you want from us? We didn't do anything wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's, and they that's, did the whole series. That's the whole series exists so that they could do a 24 hours of Le Mans. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. Anyway, I racing. Uh, I racing endurance racing it's cool it's fun it's hard well after spending so much time in the cockpit i'm sure you needed to get out stretch Absolutely your legs not. stretch your oh oh i've been driving like three <laughs> hours a night for the past week because since we did kind of okay now i'm like all right well i want to get better so that i can continue to like we want i want to taste sweet victory oh i I meant your game legs surely you're stretching your game legs and you're journeying about eorzea or i played a little bit of final fantasy this week but uh i'm close to the ends of end of stormblood so i'm in that place right now where i'm like i got plenty of time it'll only take me Mm -hmm. like a day of gaming to get through the rest of stormblood Mm -hmm. and then i need to get back broadly what what's the kind of 
area you're in, I suppose, or what's Ooh, the kind I of just did, on. I just did Emanation. Emanation, which is the up. trial where you fight. Um, oh, what's her name? The Snake Goddess Primal. Uh, would it three be Sri Lek? Whatever her name is. Yes, it's it's like yeah. a, a a a like Hindi name, um, mm. and I don't want to butcher it. But yes. Um, okay. Gotcha. Yes. Cool fight. Yeah, you're getting good, there. Good mechanics. Um, that was not that's... meant to be a segue, and uh, that was just no, an no, example. no. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I'll I'll just keep it brief for these two because we talked about Lamont for a long time. But uh, I played um, F1 2021. I actually had access to it early, but I didn't have. I wasn't on the podcast last week, so I couldn't talk about it <laughs> very much. Um, wasn't it embargoed anyway? It was. I could have talked about the first oh. part of the story mode okay, then, which okay. is mostly what I want to bring up here. Um, F1 2021, the visual upgrade is pretty astounding in it. It looks really fucking good. It's one of the best racing games I've ever, like, racing games based on real stuff that I've seen before. Um, the lighting is beautiful, and I'm not even playing with ray tracing on because I like high high frame rate in racing games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's still probably the best. It's the best Simcade game, like, game that is, like, close to being a Sim that's still forgiving enough to be easy to play with a controller like um, shift yeah it's like that yeah it's the best of those that exists i think um i think it's a good year to get into it if you um the, the, i would say if you don't have any interest in formula one and you just like racing games it's probably not for you because all it has is formula one um well in formula two but um the they've done cool things like one of my favorite it's silly but one of my favorite parts of the f1 race every week is it has this like very dramatic intro that's like bump 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 and then there's this big like drum fill and then it's got this very epic music and then after the 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 they play the intro the commentators come in and they'll be like we're in we're in spa in france for for uh the 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 whatever grand prix the spa is this year and then they like go through each of the corners while the intense music plays in the background and they tell you about the track and they, they show historic moments. All that presentation stuff is way better in the game this year. It's not quite perfect to reality, but they do the music, they do the track layout, they do the like all that stuff leading into it. They banter a little bit about the state of the championship and stuff. Um, so it's bomb when you start, when you start a career, uh, very famous, um, uh f1 journalist opens the career with like talking about like it's been a strange year and f1 allows some folks to return to a sense of normalcy and like they lean hard into talking about covid without talking about covid (laughs) uh and that stuff is kind of fun but mostly i think the thing that's good for new players is there's a, a pretty interesting story mode called breaking point that they kind of brought back this year and expanded um it it's neat because it's sort of a career mode situation. You start by playing, you're playing a character named Aiden Jackson, which is like, can be entered into the boring protagonist name hall of fame. Uh, he's like a young up and coming British driver. He wins the formula two series. The first race is you controlling him in the end of formula two His formula two career, which is like the feeder development series for formula one. And then he gets fast tracked into F1 and he joins one of a few, excuse me, a few different teams. You get to pick which team you're on. 
And then the story focuses on his relationship with his teammate, who is a kind of older um, veteran of the sport, which is a very typical thing in F1. There's usually like the the younger hotshot driver paired with an older, um, maybe past their prime driver. Uh, like lethal weapon. Sure. Driving. Yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the story is not particularly good from a like, <laughs> writing perspective because i mean it's sure. it's i mean it's it's, it's codemasters it's yeah i mean yeah. it's not bad either it's not like you're it's not the dialogue is fine and it's delivered pretty well and it's all animated pretty okay um, it is what it needs to be yeah you can't expect it's as good it's maybe not as dynamic but i would say it's it's generally on par with ea sports's like prior story mode attempts and things like madden and stuff um would you which say, is to say it's in the game well they do it does have that now at the beginning of the oh, okay. of it okay. yeah, that is the EA first now. yeah yeah um I, an, I don't play ea sports games so I, like i don't know didn't know they still did oh yeah it's in the game um it's a new yeah. it's actually a new little splash thing because now it mm-hmm. includes f1 and it's like a whole like it shows all the sports swirling around oh, god like and then Marvel it's still thing? I want to say it still says EA Sports. It's in the game at the end of the little animation. <laughs> like, the, but sure, like with sure, the same sure. the same dude doing the voice. I don't know. It's I think it's the same dude. It doesn't sound as like you're about to get fucked the way that the old <laughs> one did. The old one was like Lame. the old one felt like violent in a way. EA Sports, you're about to get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I think I don't want to spoil it for people, but that Breaking Point story does some really interesting stuff. I think uh, from a like. Cool narrative perspective situation uh as you play it and i think it's worth checking out if you're into uh formula one already if you are someone who buys these games every year i think uh i think the um the package is good enough to justify buying at this if you bought 2020 and were like oh this is cool this is an upgrade from 2019 you're gonna like this one a lot because it's a bigger upgrade i think in every Mm. sense if you're someone who bought 2019 and said you'd skip 2020, this is a good time to buy it. Um, if you are someone who's extremely pessimistic about yearly sports titles and you just buy them to complain about them, I guess, do you, I know people who do that. <laughs> and how about for, how about for people who have never touched an F1 game? Like, does yeah, it I think feel it's good. Like it, it, it is a reasonable, uh, like learning curve and point that's of the thing that breaking point is good about is um mm. it doesn't give you the career mode is fairly deep in these games because there's lots of car stuff you can do lots of upgrades and stuff you can choose to do a career where you drive for another team or make your own team and stuff there's a lot of meat there um breaking point is kind of interesting because it doesn't have you, you just do the driving parts you don't do the team management stuff um mm. And it also gives you certain situations. So it'll start you, it'll be like, okay, there's, you're at the Brazilian Grand Prix. There's nine laps remaining. You need to catch up to your teammate by lap 15 or whatever. And they're shortened races than the real, from real life. But then once you get caught up to him at lap 15, then it'll play a cutscene where it's like, oh, they're racing really close together. And then they crash into each other and both of them crash out of the race and stuff. So it gives you these kind of scenarios where there's one one that's interesting where you're like recovering from having had a flat tire. So you have to drive the car back to the pits and then the pit stop happens and then you have to do a recovery drive and try to get positions back. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, it gives you a good spread of different racing situations. Um, And then from there you, 
uh, you can finish that. It's like six hours long. It's not super long. You finish it, and then you can go play a career where it's more complex and deep, and there's more going on, and it doesn't have those same scripted things happening, um, and everything's a little more uh, generated and dynamic. Nice. That sounds quite adventurous and fun. Uh, sort of like the exploits of a a young wizard whose book was published in 1999. Oh, yeah. 97, actually, which 97, I can tell I you because I, I also briefly touched Gran Turismo Sport on the encouragement of some racing friends, um, which is a way better game than it got credit for at the time, time I think. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of a shame that that game didn't stick around in the discourse at all, and people just kind of wrote it off. Um, but it's really good. It's more... I described it as being closer to like pod racing than I racing because <laughs> it's definitely like sim E you can ch- like you change the brake bias and fuel maps and stuff, but like, but people just cars, die all the time. Constantly. No, it's more that the cars don't feel like the best way to drive in that game is with the nose cam, not the cockpit cam in mm-hmm. iRacing. You have to drive in the cockpit cam. In Gran Turismo, you can drive in whatever camera you want, but the nose cam is the one that gives you the best feel. So you don't really see your car at all, and the cars all kind of feel the same. They're a little different mm. from car to car. It's just different top speeds and braking points and stuff. They don't feel like the cars have, like... I can't tell you, like, oh, the McLaren um, has a little more power on the low end, so you have to baby it out of corners a little more, or you can go around or something, like I can for a set of Corsa or one of these other sims. Um, hmm. Instead, it's more like, I don't fucking know. This car goes faster than that car. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's still incredibly fun in that respect, like, mm-hmm. given all that. The main thing I want to talk about, though, is the fucking menus are buck wild, and they <laughs> should be in, like, the MoMA. Um, it, like, the, it, like, cycles through screenshots of cars looking really pretty because the game is gorgeous. Even by today's standards, I was playing it on PS5 and it's stunning. What? Oh. uh, (laughs) And then it'll occasionally just pop up with like news from like 1995. Amazon ships its first package in between like (laughs) pictures of cars and bits and pieces of news about cars. It's fucking wild and I can't believe more people weren't talking about it. I was about ready to scream in like (laughs) disbelief when it popped up and said (laughs) 1997. J.K. Rowling publishes, which is also a funny thing to say, because I don't think she published it, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Close to, enough. <laughs> to, but J.K. Rowling publishes Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so why are you weird. telling me this? Fuck that, and also, why are you telling me this? Uh, oh, strange. very funny. I yeah, recommend... He sent us all these screenshots, and it yeah. was like, this seems like... Okay. 1964 IBM creates the first operating system. Yeah, like that that was the one that broke me. I was like, what what why? Who what? 1993 <laughs> context. New universe new mappings prove that we are in an infinite expanding universe. Yeah, it it's <laughs> when you go to the museum in the menu it makes a little bit more sense because it puts like automotive history on the top oh. and then like non-automotive history at the bottom. So it gives you a little bit of context of like, oh, in 63, um, Mercedes did this thing. And at the same time, this was happening in history. And it gives you like kind of an interesting tie between 
world events and and events in the automotive world but in the main menu it just scrolls between the two things randomly and it's like brain shattering and very funny I wish there this was on PC so that you could mod it. So I could be like, 2012, Alex's roommate Zach shits his pants. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Damn, why are you going to put why Zach on blast like that? Like that? <laughs> oh, don't worry. He's he's well aware. There was one time he was on a date. Uh, I would hope he's well aware. That no, he but he, he's pants. well aware that I, I bring it up. Like, he was on a date, and like the very first thing I said to his date upon meeting her was, oh, hey, did you know that Zach shit his pants? And she That's... just kind of looked at me and then kind of looked at him. It was That's, very much our, it was very much our humor at the time, and it's fair. She she ended up being completely fine with it. She thought it was hilarious, and I mean, she's still a very good friend. <laughs> I I don't I won't, not to go back. That's all I have about Gran Turismo. Not to go back to iRacing at all. This isn't about iRacing. But <laughs> when I when when we were talking, a couple of the people I race with and I were talking about uh, the twenty four hours of Spa. I was like, you know what we need to do. We need to race the 24 hours of ska. No, no. We need to race the 24 hours of ska and make a ska car and then do it, make a 24 hour ska playlist. And then we can all listen to it together because discord has Spotify integration. Um, Is it, is it just like a, a car with like a checkerboard pattern? Oh, it'll happen. That'll be part of it. We haven't done the work yet. One thing I've learned when you're racing with a group, you spend a lot of time in discord calls, staring at someone working in Photoshop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, every every car this person makes has Carly Rae Jepsen on it too, so she'll fit right in with the Scott car. Um, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen skanking. No, it's the specific hey, one. You get it's you, one specific picture. How dare you? Skanking, uh, not not, not skank. Anyway, um, one it ended up the other two nights Thursday night we were. Uh, Someone made, we made a 24 hours of ska playlist that was like actually earnest and included like some two tone and some Jamaican ska along with third wave. And that's That's this playlist that I really hope we listen to that one. There's also one called the 24 hours of ska, but better. And it's 436 instances of, of Superman by Goldfinger. And then one instance of 99 red balloons by Goldfinger. (laughs) Um, Hell yeah. And Thursday night we listened to it for like six hours. (laughs) And then we ended up getting 99 red balloons at one point (laughs) while it was on shuffle. And I, the girlfriend thing made me think of it because my partner, every like five to 10 minutes we'd go, man, this song fucking rips or this is a great song. I love this part (laughs) of the song. And she was like, are you still listening to Superman over and over again? (laughs) Here I am. Uh, holding on to what I am. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I hope that there's not a sincere. I have a feeling that for the meme, people will sincerely try to push that we listen to that playlist <laughs> during <laughs> 24 hours of Scott. Man, I agree. <laughs> well, uh, if yeah, I said wow, that's dedication. Racing it I, builds I, I camaraderie, hope. friendships. I can and understand it destroys you from the uh, inside out with ska. So what's great is that pretty much everyone in this group, there's a couple of younger people, but pretty much everyone is already destroyed and we're just mm-hmm. bringing our broken husks of who we are together mm-hmm. to do things <laughs> filling, like filling put, it with to, yeah. Superman. But, um, uh-huh. It's less that we're harming each other and more that we've already been harmed. <laughs> and we're just commiserating. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of people who are, I don't know, husks or something. I don't know. Uh, I played a game. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to talk out. about Final Fantasy. <laughs> no. Uh, 
I played a game came out a few months ago. Oh, it right. takes two. Yeah. Uh, which is from Joseph Ferez, uh, who made uh, Brothers, nice. A Tale of Two Sons, and A Way Out. Uh, when did this game came out? This came out in March, end of March this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, like way out, A Way Out. It's a co-op game. You have to play it co-op with either someone online or someone on the couch. And because it was my birthday uh, this week, I... Use that as an opportunity to say, hey, what if I got a new PS5 controller so we could play games together? And so my girlfriend got me the red PS5 controller. Uh, It's pretty slick. I thought about it. I could get the black one, but I don't know. I like that red. And so I got the red. Uh, It's nice. And then I also got, like, the charging thing. So now I I don't have to worry about, like, oh, I got to plug in the charger. I just they are always charged. Cool. The, the little wireless charger looks like a, a little PS5. Like, if you cut off the top of a PS5, it looks like that. It's, like, a little bit shrunk. Anyway, it takes two. Uh, much like A Way Out, this uh, you play this game in, like, split screen. If you're uh, always split screen, even if you're playing with someone online, I believe. Um, hmm. And you're playing a couple, a uh, British couple? who are on the verge of divorce. They are planning it. I think they've told their daughter. I believe that is, yeah, they've, they've talked to the daughter about it and like, Hey, we're getting divorced. And, but they're, you know, they're still at each other's throats and like, uh, Oh, you didn't do this. I'm busy. You, you're supposed to take care of that and arguing and stuff. And the, the daughter is not stoked on it. And basically, through the magic of sadness and family turns her parents into some dolls she made of them not on purpose as far as i can tell uh but basically takes their consciousness and puts it into like this clay doll for her dad and this wooden doll for her mom and they're all tiny and they're like oh shit we're stuck in these bodies and we need to talk to our daughter and get her to let us out and so you're uh based on that setup you'd think this game would be much more uh like solemn than it is uh, cuz the the beginning is pretty like heavy and not heavy-handed just you know divorce stuff um and then it quickly goes into like slapstick and like lighthearted jokes about like oh now we're these dolls and we can't die and here's this talking book like talking relationship book with a mexican accent and mm-hmm. who plays like spanish guitar underneath and things like that when you're talking um and it's good like the the environments are really creative you're going around areas like the shed and you're meeting you're finding tools like oh this hammer is like oh i'm all rusty and you were i was supposed to be fixed but then i was just left here not fixed and you're like oh well now i gotta help this hammer because then the hammer is gonna help me get to my daughter and then so it'll divide up like oh okay one person will get the hammer the other person will get nails and you'll use the hammer and nails to solve the puzzles and so it does a good job of breaking up 
the division of who gets what and like you're always doing different things the two people aren't doing the same thing um which keeps it interesting because if you was just like oh one person can do everything or you can like switch back and forth maybe you would focus on doing one thing or Or are there limitations yeah. on one what one character can do versus the other? Like, if there is a hammer yeah, so and a like, nail, like, can... So the, you'll the, get, the, like, an item at the start of a sequence. So, like, with a hammer and the nail, like, the mom, uh, what's her name, May, gets the hammer. And then Cody, the husband, gets the nail or nails. Okay. And so you, like, based on those characters, then they have to use those items. Or, like, later mm-hmm. on, you get, like, the ability to grow and shrink. Or, like, you get, like, a sap gun and uh like a match gun that can blow up the sap and so like all those different things like one person gets one thing the other person gets the one and that's their weapon for the section or their item for the section so you're getting good and like learning how to use okay i'm learning how to use this one item item uh and then working together because you can't solve any one puzzle with just one item you have to like work together and be like okay so like you hit this with the hammer and then i'll shoot it with an air uh, with a nail to like keep up this platform so it will like not fall down or rise up anymore stuff like that that's cool it's pretty cool yeah um, yeah um so i know something that the pc version of this game does is mm-hmm. um it gives you basically a guest pass so yes, that like you, this, you, the does, ps5 does the version PS5 also version does, does? It does that? That's cool. Yeah. I think that's that's a really and, smart way to do it. Yeah, they did a PS5 update, uh, but then like, if you buy, like, if you just buy it, you just get the PS4 and the PS5 version, and then you get, a, like, a guest pass for either PS5 or PS4 that you can use. I, I assume you can only use it once. I don't know exactly how it works. I Like, um, I'm not trying to play with anyone online, but, yeah, like, that is a thing that is available. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, you ask, can do. I'll ask a friend. Not right now, but, but I'll ask. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I would say it's definitely worth checking out. Like each level is about an hour ish to be, uh, probably faster if you're better at games than my girlfriend. Like, cause she gets like, where am I supposed to look? What am I doing? What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. So then I have to like walk her through, like, oh no, it's okay. More to your right, more to your right. No, okay, back to your left. Or, okay, you got to jump on this thing, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes she gets it, but there's a lot of times where she's like, ah. It looks like the friend pass, you can just do it with anyone. Yeah, I wonder if there's like limited, I assume there's limited uses. I just, I don't know how like you, if you just like send it to someone or I I don't don't know how it works, like how it like actually works. But yeah, there is a friend pass. So you don't both need to own the game. Just one of you needs to buy it. And then the 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 other person has to join you. First level is free to play for anyone who downloads the friends pass. If a, if you're playing with a friend who owns the full game, you can join them on the entire adventure for free. So it seems ah, okay. it seems to not yeah. it does not tie it to the account of the full mm. game owner. It's just if you're playing it with someone who owns the game, you can play the entire thing. So that's that seems relatively yeah, that generous. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I've, I've been hearing a lot of hmm. really positive things about the game. Honestly, oh maybe like, you have to. Yeah, it's good. like it looks beautiful uh the puzzles are really like fun and pretty unique i think Mm -hmm. uh they've got stuff like the humor is pretty good like i met some squirrels and like their whole sequence really made me just kind of bust up laughing uh just because they're 
like they're like super militarized and fighting wasps. They're like, we need you to go kill the wasps. Uh, And then if you kill the wasp, then we'll let you go. And they're like, and as you're going through, like the whole thing is like, oh, you're supposed to be learning like collaboration and how to reconcile your relationship. And uh, so that stuff I'm like, iffy on like, there's no, there's no one way to like fully capture the complexities and experience of like divorce as like a child or a parent or, you know, as mm-hmm. a couple or whatever. It just like for me, that stuff doesn't really hit because like, well, my parents are divorced, did nothing like the couple in the game, like their, their issues, nothing like that. Uh, so, you know, that I can't really speak to, but like through that, throughout the game, you're coming across like, oh, these are the tools that you said you were going to fix and then you just never fixed because you were busy or uh there's my underwear you like those underwear i used to like those underwear on you uh, you know or like here's all our family pictures why are they in this tree with these squirrels what is going on uh you know stuff like that so you're like con- and you're constantly bouncing between like oh this is fun and like oh we just did like a fun mini game together and like uh you know play like a weird game boy game and then also like no, it's her fault, and like she's the reason we're in this mess, and blah blah blah. So it can feel a little weird at times, like that, at least to me. But you know, maybe that rings true to some people. But like the in level like quips and stuff don't necessarily match up with the storytelling in the cutscenes. Ludo narrative dissonance. There you go. Uh, but. It, it's a it's a good game and it's it's a lot of fun like it's kind of the only game where i'm like looking forward to playing it uh at the moment like i've been playing like a few other things like i'm still playing cruelty squad which when i'm playing it and i get to like a f- funny thing or like a weird thing i'm like holy shit this game but then also it feels like almost a chore to like boot it up just because of the difficulty and mm-hmm. like the visuals are like <laughs> kind of headache inducing at times i played some cruelty squad as well i think i like that game quite a lot but it's it, definitely it, there's just there's a lot going on and it's you good. say not you you but people say yeah. they think of bioshock or last of us when they talk about games as art i say <laughs> cruelty, cruelty squad. squad is fucking another game that should be in the moma like yeah. and actually i'm serious <laughs> that is a, it should that, be its own it should be its own exhibit like fully, yeah that game like that game, 3d recreated yeah that game rules in many ways but it is it is also fucked in many ways and that's yeah. part of it and intentional Just uh go in and kill a dude sitting on basically a throne of funko pops <laughs> yeah uh kill like a weird moving cube cube of yeah. meat mm-hmm. that used to I be a person uh, chief of police <laughs> oh, or something yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah maybe he was like the pharmaceutical guy and but then anyway, reload yeah. your gun by holding down the right mouse button <laughs> and and <laughs> and moving, moving the, the rice <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's and then close. pick up a gun and realize that to fire it you have to like those fucking revolvers at the police station oh, like yeah there's you terrible. pull the trigger and it goes like slowly like pulls the trigger back and clicks and fires and then yeah and like you can see the barrel turning and like yeah. what yeah that's a, that, that's a game 
that game is probably like on my game of the year list, but also it's real fucked up. <laughs> Did you go fishing? No, not yet. Yeah, so you, there was it's like the third one of the one of the early levels. You can go fishing. Oh shit! If you, I knew there like, was fishing the, in the game. I didn't know you could do it that early. Yeah, it's the level with all the water uh, near the start. Yeah. Uh, and if you turn around, there's like an island with a house on it. You can go to the island. You can get a fishing rod. Uh, and then you can just fish off the island and then get a bunch of fish. And then you can sell the fish later. Yep. You can upgrade yeah. your body by having boring out holes in your back that fire out excrement yep. to make you dash. Or your feet. And then when you jump, you can double jump then. And then the ground is just covered in like orange goo. Yep, or you can you can make it so that you can shoot your intestines out like a grappling hook. Uh, mm-hmm. That game is fucking something, man. I think anyone who like is interested in game design and game theory and stuff should play that game, even if you can't end up dealing with its aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I actually like the aesthetic, even though it's real fucked up, because I like garbage, like very, like low art, trash mm-hmm. kind of stuff that's intentional. Um, I don't mean all any of that to say it's not it's it's carefully crafted and I think that mm-hmm. I don't remember the yeah. name of the developer. It's deliberate. They are incredibly talented. So when I say trash and garbage and stuff, that's not like a, a quality. It is a deliberate assessment. choice. It yeah. is the aesthetic of the, the, the game. Yeah. We're we're gonna make the the shittiest looking game we can. Yeah. That still has like know, a, because a, a, an aesthetic. It's it's and it's on purpose. You get it. If you yeah. play it and if you look at it and you and you look at it, the one thing I would say is I kind of half thought that there was something like it was a frog fraction situation where once you started playing it, something changed and it was like not the game that it looks mm-hmm. to be on the Marketed, Steam page. Yeah, that's not something that happens. It is the game that is marked on the Steam page. <laughs> so uh, definitely don't go in thinking that it's frog fractions. Or is it? I mean, unless you found things that I haven't, which is possible. No, uh, I think we're we're about the same distance in, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I'm like uh, five levels in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's Cruelty Squad, and it takes two. Uh, it takes two. Good game. I would recommend it to pretty much anyone. Like, it's a fun 3D platformer uh, with, uh, you know, co-op and good comedy. It looks beautiful on the PS5. Uh, just like some of the environments. I'm just like, holy shit, this looks really nice. Like really detailed, uh, fun gimmicks in the, like the levels, like they don't feel like gimmicks, like fun, like choices on each level. And like each level is like about an hour long, give or take. And, uh, we've done like four or five levels. You can probably get about 10 hours out of it. Let's see. That's what I've heard. 10 to 12 hours. I think on the yeah skill of the players. Yeah, glad it turned out better than uh, a way out. The, yeah, a way out. Yeah, I was gonna say the prison one. I can't remember the name of, but yeah, a way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think I found like a reference to a way out in it. Like you find some action figures, and it's like the dad's like, "Oh yeah, this is my favorite game. I gave our daughter some action figures from it." It's like your daughter's like nine. Why are you giving her these crime action figures? <laughs> and then you and can then, like make them say lines, what I assume are from the game. Uh, yeah. who, are there who are there some brother uh, action figures as well? Not not that I've seen. Not that I've seen. 
too bad. That's a good game. Uh, who are... Okay. So maybe they're not... Oh, no. Okay, yeah. Leo is in the game. So, yeah. Leo and someone else, I guess. I don't know uh, what the other character's name, but... Yeah, so it is the characters from A Way Out, or just, like, in this little side room, which is weird, but, hey, it happens. <laughs> uh, the Ferezaverse. So, yeah. Yep. It's gonna all combine into one mega game, the metaverse, and they're all gonna come to Fortnite. God. Squirrels. You're gonna play as, you're gonna play as the, the Way Out people in Fortnite. You're going to play as the younger brother from Brothers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't swim. And the dad. And, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Until the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, spoilers. For how old is Brothers now? <laughs> Probably like 10 years old. Even older? No, yeah, 2013. No. So almost 10 years old. Okay. Yeah, wow. Not even... Still haven't been 10 games better than Brothers. Oh. Oh, never. Maybe Cruelty Squad. Um, well, actually, you know what? We're about to talk about a game that might. It's not. But some could say, some would argue that it is better than Brothers. It's Alex. What? You brought more a topic of discussion oh. this week rather than a game. Uh, would you like to to set us off? Yeah. So I don't think Podcaster we've really been. Podcaster of light. A, I don't think we've really been talking about um, this thing as it has been happening. Um, it's, because it's somewhat it's, recent. Yeah. Like I think it's been happening over the past, I don't know, let's say two or three weeks. Um, yeah. Where there's been somewhat of an exodus from the popular MMO world of Warcraft and never heard of it. Yeah. It's kind of niche. It's kind of, it's, it's not too popular, but, um, so I've been sort of like a Warcraft 40 K Warhammer 40 K. Yeah. It's a mod. You have chainsaw, uh, okay. Guns. Duh. Um, Oh, okay. So it's space. Yeah. Yeah. But space Marine mod space marine so basically from what i can tell and i've been talking to a few friends who do play wow uh to try and get Mm -hmm. some of the context of why there has been this kind of exodus um Mm -hmm. where apparently because i i i think we established this probably a year ago when i started playing ff14 that i'm not a wow or sorry i'm not a mmo uh you know like expert by Mm -hmm. any any means uh, so I usually rely on other people's opinions on that kind of stuff to try and understand it at least. Sure. So I've talked to a few people and kind of collated some opinions. And like one of the things that I was told, uh, and I'll quote what was t- said to me, was Blizzard thought it would be a good idea to have players spend six weeks grinding for a leg- legendary item and then thousands, hundreds of thousands of gold to buy it. And then in the next patch, they add in this other socket to the item and say that you have to do that whole grind over and over again just to get the socket. So like it's what's happening is it's very much, uh, becoming a time grind, like very much Mm -hmm. like it's not so much about skill. It's not so much about, um, you know, just being able to do it. It's literally, this will take six weeks or more just to do Mm -hmm. it. And, 
like when I heard that, like the the very, it sounded like to me like just some project manager be, being given like a design doc that says, "Hey, keep them subscribed for months at a time. Do whatever you need to do." Ha 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 ha. And I like, mean, that's the, kind of the challenge now is like those things, like things are like so optimized that like people, you know, eventually like they get to end game and they're like, okay, now we can just like burn through like the serious players and like. Yeah, there is like the who are you making? Are you making the game for the serious play or like the hardcore players? Or are you making the game for like the average Joe? And like, how do you keep that? Like, you know, how do you keep that balance? Uh, yeah. Destiny is running that a lot, too. So there's a really good thread that I have linked in our group chat and I'm going to put in the show notes uh, from Mark Kern, who was one of the original OG vanilla WoW devs. And mm-hmm. uh, it starts with this kind of insider leak that someone posted on 4chan that seemed not reputable, but uh, Mark's commentary on everything was really, really fascinating, and I 100% agree with him. And I think it is something which plagues both um, WoW and Blizzard, as well as kind of the games industry as a whole. And to summarize it, he talks about how the video game industry... When it started and like when it was really becoming popular, especially back in like 2004, 2008, you know, stuff like when WoW was really growing, is the industry was made up of people who loved games making games they wanted to play. Like that's how WoW was. It's a bunch of people who played EverQuest and like, yeah, we want to make something like that, but way better. And they made something extremely influential. Like uh, WoW has defined a lot of modern gaming stuff for everybody. Like, for better or for worse, it has. And the people that were behind it were super, super, super passionate. Um, but now, uh, like going by just what he has described in the thread, like the industry is kind of being inundated with people they call nine to fivers. Like it was clear that the games industry has suddenly become popular. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's kind of a cool thing to play games. And like, there's just a lot of money to be made there. Like salaries were getting higher. So instead of getting really passionate gamers per se, you were getting people with like MBAs who were Mm -hmm. like, or like super deep into the economic part of it. And they weren't there for passion. They were there to make their money and to leave. Like, like they don't care about the player experience. They're not playing the games. Uh, they aren't talking about games with people in their free time. They're literally just there for the monetization, for uh, making six figures and that kind of stuff. And that has led to just kind of really questionable development in places like Blizzard. Um, and there was a lot of times, like like it seems like there was a lot of times where people were right on the edge of leaving WoW. Like it's like, uh, it seems like the developers are out of touch and like they're doing some stuff here that we just don't agree with. But it seems like the recent deluge of just totally time grindy content is what finally broke a lot of people's backs. Like the, you know, mm-hmm. the straw that broke the yeah. back, whatever the camel, et cetera, whatever that analogy is. Um, and it and sounded for, like also that I heard people weren't stoked on like the story stuff that came in the most recent patch or whatever. I, it was like, I've oh, this is also, like a letdown. I've also heard that. Yeah. And so what happened was, well, Final Fantasy fourteen is a popular online MMO with a free trial up to level 60. And it does include the Heavensward expansion. Uh, and it 
it is a good MMO. Like, I mean, I haven't played enough of them to say like, oh, I'm a connoisseur as we've talked about, but like, it is a good game and it is different than WoW in a lot of ways. It takes a lot of inspiration because of course it does. And uh, Yoshida has been very on record as saying like, he really loved WoW. He really loved like, uh, what was the one that like destroyed half the world in where uh, it starts with the C conquest? No. Cataclysm. Cataclysm. Thank you. Like he was a big fan of the stuff that did, and that obviously influenced parts of FF14. So um, that game became became kind of the target of where a lot of you know uh, WoW players ended up. So like now you're seeing the term of like WoW refugees. Like it, there's just been an influx of a ton of WoW players coming on to Final Fantasy 14, and I can confirm. That is true, and that is not just true in North America. Like I play on a Japanese server, and it has also seen a huge uh, amount of people coming in. Like uh, I'm in an English-speaking guild on a Japanese server, and that has exploded in terms of how many people are on it. Um, and it seems like another big influence has been streamers. Like uh, there's the really big streamer Asmongold. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was not previously familiar with him. Really, um, I've kind of I been introduced saw- to him. Yeah, I got a YouTube recommendation of him like watching uh, a Dark Souls speed run for some reason. It's like him watching it for the first time, reacting, and he had the, just the most childlike wonder. Like he just ran past. It was. It seemed like his first time watching like a speed a, run. A speed run period. Like <laughs> completely unfamiliar with the concept or something. He's like he just he just ran past those guys. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so, you sweet summer child. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I am not super familiar with Asmund Gold's like history or what what he's been like. Yeah. Or, like, I've, I'm aware he's had some controversies around him, and he's kind of been there's been some like toxic masculinity talks about him in the past, like mm-hmm. five six years ago or something. But I've watched mm-hmm. a couple of his streams, and I actually think it's he's kind of an interesting streamer. Like, um, something. This is kind of irrelevant to the topic of. WoW and Final Fantasy fourteen in the industry, but something really interesting that he did is he seems relatively self-aware for someone as popular as he is because uh, he was talking about criticisms that he has received and how he's grown from them and how he's like, yeah, no, these people are totally right. I fucked this up like, and I'm working on it. So like, he was very open about that stuff and I was like, that's cool. And I turned on one of his streams as it was starting and the first hour and a half, he just spent looking at community content like that his community had created on Reddit and Twitter. And like, it was just like him going through it and being like, yeah, the person who made this fan art, you, you're awesome. Like, that's so cool. Thank you for doing this. Like he was being really genuine, like going through and being like, yeah, this is really cool stuff. And like talking about really good members of his community and just like, it was like, it was really humble in a way that I thought was not what I was expecting from everything I'd heard about him. And it also seems like he is really, really enjoying final fantasy 14, um, which, <laughs> is kind of awesome like he's he went into it being like oh this is a weeb game and cat girls who fucking oh god ugh. and then he saw yashtola and then he was like oh oh <laughs> it's like oh I'm no I'm she's surprised hot. he could see oh no anything. i want to fuck the jpegs as well <laughs> i'm surprised he could see anything because like when he streamed it it was like a huge event oh my god. and yeah that like i feel like that sort of led like it, of course it's not one person but like it, he was a he is such a big streamer yeah, yeah yeah and being like the biggest wow streamer and 
what happened when he streamed ff14 for the first time and it was just basically ruined that server as everyone it, yeah. went into limsa limsa and everyone <laughs> like making just accounts on that server yeah. and trying to like log into the server and I, just shooting I, off i like, think it's important particle effects and stuff i do think it's important to at least cover like we're very hot on final fantasy 14 here i know like several people that i that i am friends with fucking hate final fantasy 14 because they think that the <laughs> opening 60 levels of content is like a huge drag and yeah, they totally were all fair. like i got to level 40 after spending 30 hours in the game and looked up how much longer I had to play before people say it gets good, and I don't have time for that. So I do think, yeah, but like, I've also yeah. I've also met a lot of people who really love that first like fifty levels of content. So like I think I it's am, it's I think there's also a lot of people that love grinding and WoW. You know, like I think yeah, some but of they, it they is love subjective. the story. Yeah, like I, I've been reading a lot of feedback and stuff, especially like people being like, I don't know why people are complaining about these first sixty levels. I think the story's great. So like, I think you, probably because does WoW even have a story for the first sixty levels? Yeah, WoW <laughs> like, has plenty of does, story stuff in it for but sure. It's not it's not particularly good. Um, well, the, again, I it's, think it's very subjective. Yeah. I think I think there's plenty of yeah. interesting story stuff you can get into oh. in WoW that's it, more the, like more happens than the first yeah. sixty levels of Final Fantasy. Yeah, I just think also a lot of it happens in like books. Like uh, they have a lot of. It's like, just all like text boxes contents. for the most yeah, part like, until you like, get yeah. later on. Yeah, like. Something I saw with like watching some of those videos of just kind of reading about this is someone I forget who it was. Sorry, I can't uh, credit who it was, but kind of compared um, the way WoW tells a story is like a twit longer, whereas the way that Final Fantasy fourteen tells its story is like a tweet. Like it's just a series of tweets, so you're just getting it in bite-sized chunks that are well, very digestible and uh, stuff like that. I don't, Whereas, I don't know. like WoW is a big, like it's just text dumps, and like it's I, like you're having so, to read a ton of lore. So to I will say get the story. Having played WoW earlier this year, um, and having played the expansion before Shadowlands, it's generally more localized stories. Like we started new characters. Yeah. That were um, the the Worgen. When I and when I said, "Does WoW have a story?" That's what I meant. It was like, yeah, it, it doesn't. Early have on, a, there's not like an overarching story. It's just like, the overarching hey, story over here, is, this thing's happening. It's much more ambient. It's much more like it's happening in the world, and you're just sort of a person in it rather than being the yeah. hero. Um, yeah. And like when we played, started Worgen, the Worgen story, starting story, took us a few hours to get through, and it was there were cutscenes, there were. Um, scripted elements that were happening. There were carriage chases. There, were, I mean, there's all the sort of stuff that dynamic stuff that you get in something like um, Final Fantasy 14. And then from there, it's like, where do you want to go? And we mm-hmm. did level boosts and went to the. Um, I don't even. Maybe we didn't do level boosts, um, but we went to the like piratey area and that's in mm-hmm. the last expansion and started doing the story. Plenty of cutscenes there. Lots of yeah. like spoken voice acted dialogue and stuff. I think a lot of it kind of seemed like I, again I haven't played that much of that stuff, but watching it, it seems like a lot of that was almost afterthoughts. Like the way the the characters no, animate, like the facial animations happen, it just looks well. Like, it's built on yeah, like old. It's also from two thousand four. Like, but, but yeah, like, like they've updated since then. But I, like, I yeah, would say that the the animation quality and the like, um, I, I can't remember if it was Warlords of Draenor or what. No, it wasn't Warlords of Draenor because it was on Azeroth. But the cutscenes looked better than Final Fantasy's cutscenes. Um, from the ARR for sure in, in this, the wild stuff we were playing, there was much more like the faces were more expressive and like the, they actually like 
there was consistent voice acting throughout it, unlike A Realm Reborn, which is very like hit or miss as to whether the characters mm-hmm. like say anything. I, and I again, I don't necessarily mean this to be like I'm playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I love Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> I just I think this cycle, as someone who's been in and out of MMOs for like twenty plus years, it's just a thing that happens all the time. There happens to be a huge expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen coming out, and WoW is in a pretty big dr- like drought Rut. of content right now yeah. it's pretty common for like lots of players to drop one game and go to another game i think it's just higher profile because the streamer is so popular and he's kind of like leading the charge and very publicly like building a lot of uh hype for jumping ship to another game but um i don't think i don't I know that it's yeah I, I don't think i agree in like reading everything that i've been reading and just kind of getting all these opinions like it it seems like blizzard went from a place of uh doing what they can to maintain subscriptions to this point doing they're going to have to do something to like win people back because a lot of people are so done like that and these are people that have been playing the game for like 15 years and these are people who you know have had social relationships and all this kind of stuff like it sounds like it's a fundamental like actual yeah. exodus because people are yeah, so just dis- like pissed about I this guess. game. We'll see I, but, when like the next expansion yeah, comes out, you know, I, like is it going to be a boycott Call of Duty 2 thing? Or, like, I'm or not saying War, that I think advanced, that Advanced Warfare, no, what is I, the Modern I, I, Warfare 2? There we go. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if like the positions or whatever switch and there's more yeah. Final Fantasy 14 players than WoW players like consistently, um, but I don't know that I think it's like some huge like these players are leaving WoW, they're never going back, WoW's dying kind of thing. And I would say, like, there's millions of people who plays these games. I'm sure you could find dozens of opinions on both sides Mm -hmm. that are writing articles saying the game sucks, the game's good. Like, I I don't know. Um, I think it's it's kind of a... We have to see... Because, like, I can also say that WoW Retail and WoW Classic are totally different animals, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And... I could see people who will play WoW Classic and never touch. Well, like game. my partner plays WoW Classic. She doesn't play uh, retail that much. She has some retail characters, but she mostly did the content and then doesn't need to do the grind. And I would say too, Final Fantasy fourteen has the same ridiculous time grinds for relic weapons in it as well. Um, it's just that they release story content more consistently, um, mm-hmm. so it's more of a like. But but plenty of people that I know they play up to the story patch and like they're not subscribed right now because they're waiting for Endwalker to come yeah. out because they don't have any more story to play. Um, and I think that's a little easier to do with 14 because it has that singular narrative through line of story quests yeah, versus like, something like, wow, where like you get done doing the stuff you're interested in doing. And then like all you have to do then is the grind or, and, and it's like, are you a wow? There just isn't that same, like I can play to the end of the story and then unsubscribe kind of thing. Yeah, but I think that's also a fundamental design difference between the two games because sure. like WoW is very much like we were saying like it the design dock that the developers are being handed is keep these people coming back forever. Like do what you can to make sure that they stay subscribed. These these people will play anything, you know, like just make grind well, Square's stuff doing takes, the same thing to They're to not. Because it. like like um, Final Fantasy, where suits are like, doing the same thing to Yoshi P. He, they just have a more, it may be a more 
I I disagree. Then. Like looking at the research and stuff I've done, like the way they <laughs> the way they approach it, and like you can find lots of examples. I can link them in the show notes, but of them saying like, "Hey, if you only want to play the story content, do it. Come back whenever you want." Like they're they're not saying you have to stay in this world. Like they encourage people to play other games, to go do other things, like to pause their subscriptions and stuff like that. They're they're saying like, "Hey, enjoy what you want in our content." Uh, when, if you run out of stuff to do, come back. We'll have more of it later. But like, don't feel like you're forced to stay here. So like, it is a completely different design philosophy. It, if anything, I think this will end up being like the best thing that could happen to WoW. Agreed. Uh, with like a lot of people going, oh, you know what? We're gonna go check out Final Fantasy fourteen and. Then people went, oh, shit, I can't play Final Fantasy fourteen because too many digital copies were bought and Square yeah, took it off sale. That was, that was interesting. Like, on their digital store, <laughs> well, like, and, and stuff I also, like that. I also think so, that the, the minute that there is a... I think we're riding really high off of a very beloved expansion mm-hmm. to Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, yep. I can also remember the time when I was actively, like... I wasn't playing it when Stormblood came out, but I had been playing it out right up until Heavensward came out. Mm. And I had friends that were really engaged in it when Stormblood came out. And they were like, ooh, Stormblood is hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and there was people were very down on that game then. Um and again, Stormblood's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Good. That's what I'm saying though, is that Final Fantasy fourteen is gonna live and die by its story. If N Walker mm-hmm. comes out and it sucks people are not going to stick around to grind out their, I mean, some people will, but, but like uh, at large, people are not going to stick around to grind out their relic weapons and do the content that you could keep paying for FF 14 to do. Um, and they're going to go looking for something else. They may not go back to wow, but yeah, no, I think sure. Maybe, maybe it'll end up being new world. Who knows? Like, uh, yeah. Or there's like some oh, other gosh. one that's in alpha alpha right now. But like the point is like, wow is in a bad place right now. And Blizzard seems to be in a place where they seem very out of touch with but their it, user base. Like, I feel like the, WoW is in a bad board, place like every two years. That's, yeah, like, I think it's very cyclical. I think this is different, though. Like, it, it does feel different. I, I guess I don't, I don't want to um, invalidate what you're saying, but is it different because you read more articles this time? Or is it different because... Sentiment like, did, of people I talk with, like... If not every because day, then like every other day. The sentiment of the last expansion was really rough. Like people were really de- negative about this point in the cycle from the last expansion as well. Um, as and and so I guess I one I just wonder if it's because more people are paying attention because there's such a difference in like hype levels for what's going on in WoW and what's mm-hmm. coming for Final Fantasy. And again, the yeah. very public and um and the, the the fact that a big streamer is like getting head, pulling headlines yeah. on like larger gaming sites that don't normally pay attention to these ebb and flows. Um, Cause I, I don't know. Um, I think that that last wild expansion was pretty cool and people were pretty hot on it when it first came out. They're just in a drought of, of content right now, which is yeah. what they have had happen for the last couple expansions around this period of time into the cycle. Um, I think maybe now there's all this hype for FF14 for so there's somewhere for them to go, which is maybe why mm-hmm. it seems like more people are leaving. But yeah, uh, yeah. like yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if 
you know, another patch and wow hits and they go, okay, we heard your criticism. And then people go back and like, okay, yeah, well, I was back to it. But also I really enjoyed Final Fantasy 14. And when there's a new story thing there, I'll go back to that. And cause like, I, I feel like we're at a point where people don't need to be playing. I mean, you can for a lot of these games, but like, you don't need to be like a single game gamer, especially with like, you know, people get through all this content and if they go, Oh, I can do like other, have a different experience, but like similar ideas and stuff. And if I can get the same people in like one game or in both games, then, you know, that could be like a fun thing for people to do. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, phenomenon to see like how much like Asmongold stream and then the stuff happened with like the square store and like the servers and like no new accounts were you know we're congested people need to calm down you'll you'll get in eventually but we need to slow slow your roll it is fascinating to see happen yeah it's it's a weird thing and it's totally possible that you're completely right in that they shut wow down next year like i don't know none of us knows yeah. what's gonna happen I don't I think just, they will, but no, I don't think they will. Either. Like, I don't think. And then they replace but, but it with I've, Tony Hawk Online. <laughs> <laughs> we can only for Tony Hawk. It, I, I think it is one of the clearest examples of the issues that we're gonna we have been seeing with uh, AAA game development, and that will only get oh, bigger. Sure. Like it's, it is again, it's what 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 the kind of the thesis at the start was, which is that. Um, these big games, and especially in the era it was made, were big games made by gamers who wanted to play that. Like they were dog fooding it, if you're familiar with that term. Whereas now it's very much a business. It is very much uh, less about innovations. It's less about uh, making cool shit that people want to play and just about how to make the most money and not care about the sure. stuff. In the that, that, that is kind of the, the business across. But and like you see... Like, you know, Game Pass is kind of part of this. And, like, you know, that's about getting subscribers into the ecosystem. Like, you know, they can say, like, oh, it's, you know, creating the best value for people. But as soon as they can, as as soon as, you know, line A crosses line B, then they can jack up that price and go, okay, uh, you know, we're making enough money on these boxes and this subscription or, you know, Sony with... There's stuff, oh, we can jack up the price to $70 or, you know, uh, and whatever other company and subscription services and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Yeah, the it is and, definitely like ex- new ways to make money. And with games like, wow, you know, they've ex- experimented with stuff with like the tokens or whatever. And like, right. uh, uh, like so many different ways to like, how can we get more money into this thing? Because subscriptions aren't alone aren't doing it anymore and you know i think they've said like oh we'd never do like a free-to-play version or something like there's like played a level 20 for free or whatever but like there's no like oh you know we'll do cosmetics and stuff or whatever for free and then you could like subscribe and get extra bag space or whatever you know some games do that but yeah and for what it's worth any criticisms i'm levying against blizzard is largely against mid to upper management I, yeah like i yeah, know yeah. i i know at least three people who work at blizzard and they're passionate they care they they want to be doing oh, cool yeah. shit like the people that are doing the actual work generally 
are there because they want to be there. But it's just, I would assume that's most companies. Yeah. And I guess, (laughs) but that was kind of, Oh, sorry. I'll let you finish. No, please go for it. I was gonna say, I guess that's kind of, they can, people on the FF 14 team can say, Oh yeah, come back, play how much you want and then come back later as much as they want. But the suits at the top of square Enix that are Mm -hmm. handing the decisions down, they would like you to spend as much money on Final Fantasy XIV mm-hmm. as possible. Please buy the $40 mounts, please. Like, yeah. that they uh, want to make as much money uh, as possible, too. It's just that they, they say, maybe yeah. are seeing... Their team has been very successful, so they're giving mm-hmm. them a little bit less of a, like, here's what you got to do to make the money. Um, and, and, and I think yeah. it's made it's, it seem a little more consumer-friendly. But I, I don't know that the... I don't know. It, 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 it seems, and this is purely perce- perceived as someone who's not in those meetings and does not have that over oversight. It's like, um, it's like the square heads trust what the team is doing there, whereas the blizzard heads feel like they need to dictate what the team is doing and, and tell I guess, them what's right. Do, and does the stuff you read include actual like memos from blizzard leadership that are mandating those things down? Uh, um, it comes from like people like Mike Kern who have worked there, and, okay. and kind of, like uh, and other developers um, who are speaking out about like, yeah, this is this was the situation there, blah 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 yeah. blah blah. That makes more sense too than that that's actually happening. But like, I guess I don't think I don't believe that Square. I believe that the combination of quality content and good marketing has led to a perception that Square has more trust in the FF14 team and like. But I don't believe that it's mm. because the people who run Square are any less profit focused or better people than the people who run Blizzard. Because not. Square but Soft, Square Enix, Square Soft, Square Enix has shut down so many studios. <laughs> they, and they spun are a very so many shrewd teams. studio. Yeah, the yeah. company they they fuck over dev teams all the time when they don't meet, yeah, I mean, meet their profits at, um, expectations. So look what they did to IO. IO. Yeah. Uh, who who was look what they've done to Crystal Dynamics? Before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crystal D. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I'll guarantee yeah, you that they. Boy. I guarantee you that the reason that that Avengers game is what it is is because of things that they said to the Crystal Development team oh, absolutely. in much the same way that Blizzard's management has mandated yeah. things to the WoW team. So it's just, so, yeah. AAA development and is like, a nightmare. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like uh, Luke Smith from Bungie was, you know, said that same stuff like, oh, yeah, no, we want people to like put, if you're done with the game, put it down and come back, you know, when there's a new expansion and there's something you want to do. Mm. And, and yeah, you know, the game is the a thing literal FOMO now, simulator. <laughs> well, yeah, now it is literally like every week, Play it a new every story week, or and, you won't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, and and then it's gone. Like Oof. you can't, you'll miss that story forever if it, you know, if it's gone. Like you can watch a yeah. YouTube video. But I mean, that's so, why. Know, I, no matter what they're saying, there's all like wow, F- you know, Final Fantasy fourteen. Wow, they're like different beasts in that regard. But like. Yeah. You know, they can say whatever they want about that I mean, stuff, but there's still like part of them like, okay, no, we need to keep like pulling and in literally money and like getting at, people at playing our least, game as much as we can. Things like WoW literally has a character who operates a time machine so you can go back in time to previous <laughs> expansions to play through their stories. Yeah. Like yeah. It's 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 it's, it's, it's silly, but it's I th- no, I, it's, I say that more to say like, at least positive, you can but, see you can mm-hmm. see the breadth of content for the most part yeah. that is in mm-hmm. that game even now if you just subscribe. So I would uh, the, I'm 14 is yeah. my MMO of choice, but I would play WoW over like <laughs> Destiny I, at this yeah. point. I think <laughs> the the smartest yeah. thing that Final Fantasy 14 has going over going for it, like mechanically, is that you can do one character every class. Yeah. Totally. You don't have to do like, oh, now I have to replay through the starting segment yeah, of this. And, a, like, you know, they've got like alts. the horde and the alliance, but you don't have to do like, yeah. oh, I've got my undead and my human and my, 
you know, Torin and my elf and like and you know my wizard and like all different characters and you have to yeah. you granted know, it's just different the things. fact it's that Final Fantasy flavors. yeah the, 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 the just the fact that Final Fantasy fourteen like makes it like okay you know if you you can be any class on this character you just have to level it up I think that is like very smart and might give them a bit of an edge in like retaining players maybe mm. i don't i don't know yeah. i don't know, I don't know. Else, you know but like i i would love to see personally more, I, love that. I would love to see more innovation in the space too like uh other yeah. companies like i i've been hearing oh, you mean like new, amazon and their yeah. well new i've heard new, i've heard that new world actually from the latest trial run they've done is actually pretty good like i've also heard that new world stuff. is I've heard it's fucking trash, but I'm actually, I'm considering, I've heard it's good too. I'm not arguing with you. Um, it seems like it's so divisive. I think I might have to see what it is. Like, sure. I just, I can't believe they made that game. And they're like, and people had to be like, hey, yo. Oh, yeah. What is, colo- what is oh, this yeah. colonial Look, oh, yeah. simulator? <laughs> Let's like, be clear. You know, you're no, right. No, that part of it. Oh, garbage. We're going to rework this a little bit. This like, is, like, this what? is. What? This is me saying, you know, yeah. like I have, I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but I've played a fair amount of Escape from Tarkov the last few weeks, and mm-hmm. fuck the people who make that game. Like, absolutely, I'm but it's certainly, a good, it's a good game. It's a, it's a very interesting. It is at least extremely yeah. interesting, and there's nothing yeah. else like it. And so, in that, from that angle, I'm very interested in trying New World, even though I'm kind of like not all yeah. the people on the team. I'm sure there's plenty of good people on that team, but like fuck Amazon outs- and fuck the outspoken ones. It's just, it is just like how Genesis did you, of that game and how did you yeah. come up? How was this your design? But choice? you show like, me and at least, I mean, w- this is not meant as a defense of anyone making those decisions. I will say it's, you're totally right. And I agree 150%, but at least they went, Oh, okay. We'll take some of that stuff. Sure. Out. Sure. <laughs> and, and walk yeah, back sure, some the instead of doubling down there at all. Is, it, at yeah, least it wasn't like that. This land is my oh, land game God. where that European studio made a game about being a native American. Yeah, and then when that. native American mm-hmm. and indigenous people call them out on it, they were like, no, fuck you. We can tell this story and then continue yeah. to make it. <laughs> there was know? another game recently that had something like that. I can't remember what it was, but Yeah. I don't know. I hope that there's innovation. Maybe New World will do something cool despite all of its bullshit. Maybe Ashes of Creation will turn out to be really fucking awesome. Um, it seems. I'm interested cool. in that one for sure. Yeah, like like I think I, I, I think innovation equal is equal to cool. Ashes of a Singularity. I, I like. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I just still really like MMOs because they combine two of my favorite like cat they, girls. And more cat girls. <laughs> um, no, they and bunny, uh, and, dudes. And bunny, bunny. Yeah, sure. Um, no, it's more like I love open worlds in the in the sense of like exploring mm. large, totally vast spaces. Um, which is actually something that WoW I like more in WoW than in, it's one of the few things because I do like F fourteen. I don't want to sound. I came away from that sounding like the WoW Defender, and I didn't really mean to because I, I do mean, love. I mean, it's fine. There's there's still um, awesome things about WoW. It is yeah, influential for a reason. Need <laughs> people on all sides yeah. in the uh, is Fortnite actually overrated conversation. Uh, that's a different conversation entirely. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, this I'm staying out of staying out of that one. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, the the um the 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 MMOs combine that love of like big open spaces that. Are, mm-hmm. are explorable and you can see the environmental storytelling happening in them and stuff and um social kind of totally. emergent social experiences so any games yeah. that are taking stabs at doing those things i'm going to be interested in 
Uh, and so I would love to see more continued growth yeah. and innovation in those spaces for sure. Yeah. And one thing, and we can, we can step away from it, but something that's been really fun to just watch, um, is watching the final fantasy 14 subreddit and watching people telling stories of like, Oh man, I was just finished doing all these story quests and was feeling a bit burnt out. So I went back to Limsa Limsa and just watched this bard playing songs for like half an hour. And like this group of people just collected around them and was clapping and like, and like new players talking about like this random level 80 person came up to me and gave me a little, a little pet. That's like this little baby seal and it's adorable and says, Hey, enjoy the game. Like seeing those kinds of just like interactions that are positive and, uh, endearing and yeah. like you said, emergent. Like that that part has been really, really and that's just a, yeah. That's a cool. I know this isn't uh, at all a like. You can do that in WoW too. That's not my point. Oh, it's yeah. more no, that you can. Um, I saw the like my partner showed me a bunch of people used an item to turn into tree ants and then started <laughs> saying the ants are going to Isengard and then in you know, Orgrimmar just walked <laughs> in a circle as and it was like eighty people walking in a circle as ants for twenty minutes. That's like, pretty great. M- MMOs are I'm weird. saying MMOs in general create those moments and I love that about them. And yeah. it's it's really fun. Um, it's, I mean it's I know dumb people, in the good way. I know people who go to raves in Final Fantasy fourteen every mm-hmm. Friday and that is like their primary social thing that they've been doing during lockdown. Um not even people who are like antisocial or don't like to go out and do stuff with people but because they haven't been able to that's where they've gotten that fix is to yeah. go to a final fantasy 14 rave um and mm-hmm. so that stuff is very it's it's i love that about mmos and I, any i hope that more games continue that uh that and that trend you know what like as much shit, as much shit as i will talk about the game and the development fortnite is really good at that too like mm-hmm. really really be. good at it like uh, like having those kind of like those curated weird moments like the concerts and like yeah. the world so blowing if, up essentially like that stuff is sure awesome but that's that's also a more if, development side than community side if someone did uh, like a Fortnite style concert they did like the massive production like they did for uh, aesop who who did they do that shit for? I don't even know. Well, I mean, they uh, did the Travis Scott one, if that's what you're saying. The Travis Scott, that's who it was. If they did yeah. like a Travis Scott-style concert in WoW and Final Fantasy XIV, <laughs> who would be the character, who would be the performer in each game? Well, who would in, they get? Like, I think the obvious answer is the primals in FF14, but if we're going no, for you something, gotta, you're, no, you're, th- you're thinking no, it's got to be niche. somebody. It's got to be um, mainstream. It's got to be well. I think Neil someone the kids C-C-Rega. like. Sure, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's on the edge, in but I'll, I'll uh, I think it's CRJ. Come on, they yeah, can give her a sword. Yeah, give they give her character a sword. So many swords, and people like, can argue about what class <laughs> she's going to be because all the main characters in FF14 have like. By the time you get into the expansions, they all have like a class. Like Alize is a red mage, and and you know, yeah, um, sure. uh, Thancred right now where I'm at is a ninja, I think. Um, so they could argue yeah. about what what class CRJ is going to be. The answer is a paladin, but uh, <laughs> but also that's that's I think that's she'd, the performance she'd be I'd a cat see. lady, she's like she, cat lady paladin. Yeah, mm, probably. I, could see it. Um, I don't know I, if I, she fits FF14's brand of cat ladies. Maybe she'd be a Lollafell. There's nothing yeah. funnier in the world than a fucking sinister Lollafell. Like I, I just, love them. They're so I, funny. Um, I argue that the funnier, funnier thing is when they get fucking murdered. 
Like, I <laughs> no mean, spoilers, yeah. but like that does happen a couple mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. where a sinister looking Lalafell just gets fucking murked. It's true. That does happen, especially prior to Stormblood. Yes. Um, but I think a good one would be Zed. Sure. Zed mm-hmm. is pretty um, nerdy. He's okay. into that kind of shit. How about you? He's Andrew? an asshole. Who, who would you, who would you see? I'm oh, sorry. No, oh, I, you know, I think Carly Rae Jepsen is kind of the perfect, the perfect choice. Um, yeah. But uh, for WoW, who are oh, you thinking? Oh, oh, other choice that would be great for FF14 is Seven Lions. Oh. That would oh, be, yeah. he would be, he'd be really good oh. in FF14. Utada Hikaru. Utada Hikaru and Final well, okay. Fantasy Well, okay, back the piece. fuck up. At some point they have to do a Kingdom Hearts crossover <laughs> and they have there's going to gonna be some Kingdom Hearts music in there somewhere. And then, oh Definitely. my God. At some yeah. point. So if you go into the raid and fucking Simple and Clean starts on the boss fight, oh my God. Kingdom I would, Hearts raid when? If Nomura. they did Kingdom Hearts raids, I would lose my fucking mind. <laughs> it would just be me and my friend that I play with who is like, also an enormous Kingdom Hearts is his favorite series. And we would probably just be crying in a Discord call doing the raid. <laughs> you, could, you could do like... Uh, and you could do it without Disney stuff because you could do like Organization 13 type stuff and like go like mm-hmm. World That Never Was or whatever, uh, or like you know, Twilight Town stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, they've done Monster Hunter, they've done Near, they're doing Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, I mean, so, well, you know, Disney has always been like the, the hard thing there because I think they, they yeah. own like a lot of the IP on that st- or like I, a lot of the, if the they characters did a, and stuff. If they did a Kingdom Hearts one, you wouldn't see any of the Disney stuff. It would just but be even Sora like maybe and stuff. Maybe but some of the word is like, <laughs> like Disney makes like even like Sora like difficult to like get into other stuff. Man, fuck Disney, fuck that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a. Absolutely. I've heard that is character. like some of the reason behind like Sora not being in Smash is Disney. But uh, you yeah, know, that's, that's all hearsay. Who knows? But because of the feet, it wouldn't and the be pants. So they're, Sora's mm-hmm. a Disney character from the waist down, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot down. to unpack there i'm not gonna unpack any of it mm-hmm. god but oh just <laughs> like the sick arrangement of like simple and clean and sanctuary and okay i guess face my fears if you're like if you're seven, disgusting seven lions doing those arrangements would be pretty cool sure. that could be good i could see him doing good remixes of those mm-hmm Anyways. I bet he has in his oh. personal <laughs> collection Maybe. Maybe. that he has not shared with the world. It's very possible. He's very good. Um, anyways, wow, Final Fantasy XIV. This whole saga has been really interesting. I'm, I look forward to just keep checking in on it like every month, every couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, not it'll here, be interesting but. to see what, like, the, uh, what the overall impact will be on specifically wow because final fantasy 14 at least currently seems like it's on track to just keep trucking as is yeah i think and, i hope you know. Endwalker is good you know that's like yeah. i think the big thing is that yeah. if Endwalker is good then i think it's it's in a good place although Endwalker seems Endwalker. like it's gonna be the last thing not obviously not forever but it's i don't know that they're gonna be firing off another expansion two years after Endwalker that has a bunch of story stuff, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do next from there. I mean, it's supposed to be like the start of a new story at the end of like the Endwalker like base expansion. So I'll be interested to see if they keep the same cadence or if it's a little, if it's a little more of a, it's a little more finite and then they have a longer break. Who knows? I'm just interested in seeing it because I trust in Natsuko Ishikawa. Like her writing has been so fucking good. So pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think the Dark Knight story that I've played is a touch overrated. It's good, but people talk about it like it's like the best class quests in the game and uh, I don't know if I go that far, but it's it's very good. And Shadowbringers right. is, you know, supposed to be fantastic yeah. and I'm almost there, so. Yeah. Speaking of yeah, potentially very good. There's something in our news that could potentially be very good. The news is potentially good this week. It's pretty good, actually, this week. I think everything except one news story sucks. The rest are good for the most part. One yeah. is meddling. Yeah, Persona's okay. Pretty good. Pretty good this week. SGDQ raised $2.9 million for oh. Doctors Without Borders. Yeah. That I'm was saying the French. Uh, Medicine Sans Frontières, but it was a really, really good event. Les Enfants um, Terribles. Yep, Les Enfants Terribles. Les Enfants um, Terribles. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Did did any of y'all watch many many runs? I know Allison did, but she's not here. I I wanted to, and I just did not have the time, uh, unfortunately. But I need to go back and like catch some stuff. Like there was a Resident Evil Seven race that I want to watch. Oh, it was good. It was uh, really good. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of really Kingdom Hearts <gasps> to critical mode, like stuff like that. And that catch, one was really amazing. Have the time. It was extremely hype, as the kids say. Um, the Pokemon Black and White race was also insane. Like hmm. it was a three and a half hour run, and at the end of the race, they were literally five seconds apart. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, they yeah, diverged. We talked about that like, last week. Yeah, like like, but like it had so many good runs. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mai Mai run, which is the rhythm game that looks like a dishwasher or a washing machine, rather. That one was mm-hmm. insane. Like, yeah, lots of really good runs this year, and they—it's always really awesome when they're supporting uh, MSF because MSF gets really involved in the chat and stuff too, and like, uh, they—they're just a great organization to support, anyways. So, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, SGDQ twenty twenty one kicked big booty. <laughs> nice uh let's see our next new story up we got two decks a tale of two decks there's only one letter separating these two items we got the steam deck from valve uh, earlier this year gabe newell said keep an eye out for later this year and we'll talk about our like console plans quote-unquote when he was I'll be honest. Valve what, console plans. The first time somebody mentioned the Steam Deck to me on Thursday morning, I was like, in a di- it was in a Discord, and it was like some wasn't even the the Steam Deck launch page on Steam. It was through some other website, and I was like, "There's no fucking way this will actually happen. This is going to be like the Steam machines. They're going to send a bunch of prototypes to people, and then it's never going to be real beyond like I know there were a few you could buy, but uh, yeah, the the Steam was my first and like, then, personal computer was a, st- a prototype yeah. Steam machine, and then uh, hmm. and then and then the the page went live, and I was like, oh okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I was wrong. They're actually doing. They this actually thing. like yeah, and they actually had them in media hands so they could talk about mm-hmm. them, which mm-hmm. is rare for like I feel like yeah. for these kinds of things. And sorry, uh, what was the other deck, Andre? Before we jump into that. Oh, uh, Elgato announced like nine new things. Um, they announced like an XLR, like a audio interface, mm-hmm. a new Stream Deck with like a new stand and like oh, swappable faceplates. They, they're, they're doing a Steam Deck also. Cool. 
no, a stream deck. Don't cross the Steam, Steam streams. Thing. Screens, deck. buttons, stocks. Scream, scream deck. Scream deck. Subscribe to my new horror podcast, The Scream Deck, where we watch horror movies that take place on boats exclusively. Uh, and spaceships. We can, porches, we can talk yeah. more about the Elgato stuff later, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, same day. Um, the Steam within, Deck. Within, like, uh, within two hours, I think. It, it, yeah, something it like, like that. It was really funny. Like Elgato posted some pretty funny stuff about like, it. Hey, like, wait. Yeah, like, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> of all the days, <laughs> of all the names. <laughs> yep. Uh, but the, and like, you know, the Steam, the Stream Deck is a popular piece of hardware, and mm-hmm. Valve is like, nope, it's the Steam Deck. Like, I, like there's a, like a like million a other things deck. they could they could have called it like the uh like the steam switch well it was, Pro? The, steam, it was the pal before wasn't it or that was yeah, the prototype something like name? that but that's yeah. like that's the a total. little like uh yeah uh anyway so the steam deck is Series a X. handheld pc that is looks similar to a switch but with the really bizarre button placement the, the switch button placement is weird too but like mm-hmm. The uh, yeah, so you got like uh, the the sticks, and then directly next to the sticks on either side, it's like the top of the controller is like your face buttons and your D pad, and then they've got the touch pad more like centrally located on either side. Yeah, Yeah. it's like the upper left and upper right corners are made up of clusters of sticks and buttons, and then below those clusters Mm -hmm. is like a touch pad. Yeah, and it is a chonky boy. It's like sixty percent more heavy, heavier than a switch. Switch. Yeah. And uh, it's got like, you know, questionable battery life. It sounds like maybe two hours on a charge, which I don't yeah, know. I were, feel like my switch gets that sometimes. So they were saying eight hours of light usage like, and then probably yeah, like if you were doing web like, browsing and stuff. Yeah. If you were playing like, I don't know, control or something, it would probably be like two hours. People, I think some of the I, I don't I don't want to come off yeah. as like a Steam Deck defender because I, I think, you know, remains to be seen if it even ends up living up. But I do appreciate that they're pretty transparent about all of the hardware and all of the, the capabilities of it up front. Oh yeah. Especially Um, operating systems. They're they're Yeah. I think a lot of that stuff is really cool. And I think like it's easy to go and you should, um, this isn't an argument, but you can go, okay, well I ride, I have an hour long commute to the bus and I have no access on the bus and I have no access Mm -hmm. to a power outlet all day to charge it. Maybe it's mm-hmm. not going to work out for me or like I would like to have a portable PC for the few times that I'm traveling, but mm-hmm. it's always either on a plane. I'm always either the one driving and not playing steam deck mm-hmm. or I'm on a plane where there's a power outlet right there or I'm in a hotel room where there's a power outlet right there. So like to me, yeah. it's like, oh, actually two hours of battery life doesn't matter to me. I don't really ever yeah. get in situations where I'm going to be yeah. sitting and using a handheld for two hours. Um, yeah. So it's good well, that they're it able, sounds like able it'll to be make quite the workout. Quite yeah, the workout using this thing for two hours. Well, yeah, also, uh, that's another good one is that if you, if the way you play is holding the device up, then yes, this maybe isn't great from like, for your yeah. wrists. You're I don't playing on your back and like holding. And I don't do that because it, it makes my hands fall asleep. So I always, when I do play my yeah. switch in bed, I sit up and I I hold the switch in my lap anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so totally. um, so yeah, it's just going to break think, their nose with this thing. Yeah, yeah and, I think and it's like, it's good that there's you get to know up front what I mean, like, fit your needs. I, yeah. And I feel like it's kind of people are making kind of they're exaggerating how big of an issue will be. Like, guess what? Power banks are really good now. 
Uh, and a lot yeah, of really totally, high end, yeah. like really high end gaming phone kind of stuff. Yeah, they also have like two hours of battery life if you're yeah. using them at full capacity. So people are used to using power power banks and stuff like that. So like, yeah. I, yes, I think it is a legitimate complaint, especially if people don't want to, you know, have external things that they have plugged into it. But mm-hmm. it's fine. But another th- yeah. okay, another thing I saw, and I've been seeing the sentiment online was like people. Being like, oh, make sure not to pre-order this thing. Valve has the shittest record with hardware, and then they like they trotted out like, oh, the Steam controller fucking sucks. They didn't support it. The Steam Link sucked. It was like barely advertised. It was terrible, and they sold it for a dollar to get rid of them. And the Steam boxes were shit, and the Vive was shit. And there's like, what are you talking about? Those were all great. Like yeah, the Steam I controller is awesome. The Steam Link is awesome. The Steam box was not made by Valve. That was a. It was basically mm-hmm. like. Uh, third-party manufacturers that and had to hit a schema. <laughs> I would say the vibe, the vibe was awesome, but also, also not HTC. made by Valve. <laughs> it was HTC. Like they made the, the VR hardware. The Valve <laughs> hardware that is the most recent thing is the Index, which is and it's really good. Far and away the best VR yeah. system that exists. So like, accounting yeah. for the fact that it has the limitations of needing the base stations, all that stuff. But yeah, the like, highest like, fidelity so, VR you can get. Totally, and like there was a really really popular uh, post on Reddit, like almost a hundred thousand points or whatever that's just like yeah don't pre-order this at all like what the fuck are you thinking this is crazy and i was like no like all the examples given are wrong <laughs> the the yeah. steam link is uh, great um, i think the steam link and the steam controller are subjective to a degree the only sure. reason that they stopped supporting the steam link so hard is because it's done essentially mm-hmm. from a development perspective and they started mm-hmm. putting steam link apps in tvs yeah. So and totally. like phones, and, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, they just kind of lost the need for a dedicated hardware box to continue producing it. But as someone yeah. who has a Steam Link, the most it, recent iteration of the hardware, none of the issues that come from it really come from the hardware. It's more stuff that comes from Windows fucking up with the like interacting with the 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 uh, the the app that's running and sending stuff to the Steam Link. Uh, yeah, which and, like, you could argue they should be accounting for, but. Mm-hmm. That's true, um, but like the thing like that they're I'm most... still updating the Steam Link and stuff, like adding mm-hmm. and, support and, for new controllers and whatnot. And the, like the Steam it's controller not done too. The controller yeah, gets like tons of updates. Still, um, yeah, like like I think it got updated within the past week. I was looking, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the most interesting things I find about the Steam Deck is Valve has never stopped working on Steam OS. Like from the yeah. Steam boxes and before, they've been working on it since then. Like, so it's been like however many years. What what year was that that you got your Steam box? Two thousand twelve. Yeah, no, two thousand. So like, yeah, two thousand twelve. So like, 10 wait, no, years what of year was the work? No, two thousand thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. Okay, eight years of development is a lot of time. Well, probably more than eight years because they probably started development well before those boxes came out. But mm-hmm. let's say let's say ten ish years of development on an operating system like that that. Like you're gonna get a new version with this thing? Hell yeah! I'd love to see what that does. Like, it yeah. sounds awesome. So, uh, and if the other you're thing, not into Linux, then you can, you can install, install Windows, Windows on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, ostensibly it runs every game on Steam, so it's using some kind of emulation. But yeah, yeah. assuming some um, kind of wine wrapper that's like yep. built into the launchers, totally. which is totally. cool. Uh, another this is just fun. Gabe Newell's plan to get every. To turn every computer into a Linux desktop uh, coming, yeah. I'd be like, it. everyone's got everyone wants to I, buy the I Linux jokingly, handheld PC, and uh, so I, you should make your game work on Linux. I hope so. Actually, I jokingly shit on Linux because I hate, um, I hate like base Linux and like some of the more 
command line intensive distros, but there are distros of Linux that work the same as Windows, like yeah, almost totally. exactly like, the same. So if if you want or easy access into the Linux world, just like get Ubuntu, get uh, what's it called? Pop. Pop OS is pretty good. Right. Like all, like all those are like really accessible. Ubuntu um, just works like Windows. So you can, yeah, totally it, it just... is or Mac OS. Like it's very, very yeah. comparable to Mac. Um, Cause I think they kind of influence each other. Um, sure. One of the other things, Andre, I, I, I don't remember if you mentioned it or not was the whole reservation fiasco. Oh no. Happened. Yeah. We haven't gotten there. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's got uh, last thing about like specs or whatever. It's oh, got sure. like uh Ryzen stuff, RDNA yeah. two, which is the APUs. kind of stuff that's in the, the new consoles, right? It's like it's RDNA similar. two based, yeah, yeah. It's, like it's, based it's, stuff. Like you know, it's not the exact. It's the, you know, this isn't a PS five in your pocket. This thing doesn't fit not, in your pocket anyway. It's not but not terribly far off. But but like, it's yeah, like it's, the same kind of like just you know lower powered, so it can fit in that kind of form factor and then like yep. a 1280 by 800 screen or something Ridiculous. i think that's correct so some weird yeah. resolution yeah it's lcd uh, not oled who cares it's fine i'll wait for the the oled version <laughs> in like five years uh in brackets oled version yeah uh yeah. but yeah so but at that si- that screen size seven inches like that resolution is fine oh absolutely yeah um it's but a yeah, so reservation by ten resolution, I think. Okay, that's nice. Okay, I think. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense with the weird resolution number. Um, so yeah, the, you were saying the reservation system. I didn't register because it's not available in Japan. Um, mm. But it's it seemed like I don't know. Some people were having issues with it. Um, basically, it to combat scalpers impossible. as best they could. In a, or as best they could in some way it was like you needed to have a steam account that was like so old have like a purchase history and stuff on steam if you want to do and then put down five dollars if they give you or if you're able to res- reserve it um which is interesting but i saw some people with like it's saying it's telling me my steam account is too new and they post their yeah. like account age, and it's 17 years old, which is almost <laughs> as old as it can possibly be because Steam started in like 17 years ago in like September, so it's almost 18 years old. Yeah, it was like for Counter Strike or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I got. I had to. Um, also, as a very brief aside, I'm excited mm-hmm. about the prospect of docking this thing and then using a Steam controller to play with it and dock. Oh, wow. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds but like a really good Where are you going to dock it? Like, you've already got... What do you like, mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I you guess on your TV? Or, TV? Oh, I yeah. guess, like... Yeah, okay. the TV. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, the part of the impetus of me actually reserving this thing, whether I end up buying it, we'll see where my finances are in Q1 2022. But uh, yeah. the... the um, it would be nice to be able to play in bed and play it uh, mm-hmm. to play like JRPGs and stuff. And mm-hmm. I would really like to be able to play a lot of JRPGs such as the trails in the sky series that are mm-hmm. not on any fucking consoles, but are still on steam on the TV mm-hmm. without using the steam link because or an emulator. The steam link or an emulator. Yeah. Well, I can play it on steam on my PC. Um, mm-hmm. No problem, but I want to sit on the couch and play those games and I don't want to have to use the steam link because as much uh, as the steam gotcha. link yeah. largely works, I still run into little audio issues. I still run into mm-hmm. occasional like latency hiccups and it mm-hmm. always ends up getting me just ear because I'm I it's pretty easy to make me just go fuck this forget it um, if little minor irritations stack up and that mm-hmm. tends to be what happens when I try to use the steam link um, totally. anyway uh, 
the I had I use PayPal usually on Steam to buy stuff, and then and it was not going through, so I had to do it with a credit card to get it to actually mm-hmm. accept it and go through. Um, so there were lots of weird little issues. My friend said mm-hmm. that it kept telling him his Steam account was too new, and he's had a Steam account since Half Life Two yeah, was so released. <laughs> I think what ended uh, up the thing that people kind of reverse engineered about the too new error was that you had to have made some kind of purchase within like the past thirty to sixty days. Mm. He ended like up getting through after he refreshed it enough. Uh, yeah, but he had also bought something in the Steam sale. I want to say, so, oh, so I don't know. Maybe it, it just no sounded idea. like you know their shit got hit real hard and yeah. they did the smart thing where they went okay like this is gonna sell out you know or you know they thought if this sells out it'll be like a rolling reservation period and it won't just be oh they're gone and you just have to wait and then hope you just go mm-hmm. okay i know around this time period then i can buy it if i still want it yeah uh, and it's, which it's a very low barrier nice to that entry. They it's, a, it out. it's it's a five dollar reservation just yeah. to be able to do it. Like and I that that also led to me putting in a reservation, even though I'm I'm still fifty fifty on whether or not I'll actually get one. Yeah. It seems cool. Well, well, um when my, is my, your reservation uh when is your order time? What do you mean? Like when did it go through? No, oh, like wait. when because did it gives you like a oh you can probably order in like Q one twenty twenty two or uh, whatever. Give me a sec. You have I, you have I to go to the Steam Deck page when yeah, you're I'm logged about, in. I'm just about to do that yeah. right now. Uh, I, me about five. I got you, you mentioned yours, Pat, right? Yeah, and I uh, I got I I did mine at ten fifteen and my time's yeah. fifteen minutes. Okay, cool. Because okay, it's already out to Q three. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, which dang. which versions did you uh, reserve? I reserved the the yes. highest one. Just cause yeah, same. Okay. okay. It's my the most interesting. My logic is either it's not going to be worth four hundred dollars to me, or it's going to be, be so good like that I want the best one. or whatever. Totally. It's 650. It is. <laughs> and yeah, it's But like to be that fair. That first step up makes sense with like the e- EMCC memory to the SSD S- and the NVMe. NVMe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> e, I wanted the anti-glare you. screen if I was going to mm-hmm. go all the way. That Same. was the other reason I bumped up to the. Yep. To you know, that's Same the only Same way to get a backlit screen too. Weirdly. Like they're taking yep. page from the GBA. I thought you were serious for a second. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, it, it's basically. How does that work? Yeah, you have to wait for the 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 Steam Deck Micro. Yeah, yeah, DSP. And you have to play but, by the streetlights um, when you're traveling. But the um, most interesting thing to me is the price, actually, especially for the base model for mm-hmm. four hundred dollars, which is only fifty dollars more than the new Switch model. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the, you have access to your entire Steam library. Which, yep. like, Nintendo's stuff, like, I will say their store is pretty bad, and they're generally, like, not very great with pricing most of the time. So, like, my Steam, my, my Switch library is not enormous for that reason, because mm-hmm. there's the yeah. Nintendo tax. But so the idea of having access to the entire Steam library, that rips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's also um, you're just generally going to get better performance on like PC already on that stuff. So if yeah, you're like if you if you have like PC stuff, brew. like you're probably going to buy stuff there to like build mm-hmm. up that library in the first place. Totally. I, and I read an article that um, was saying I can try to find it. it mm-hmm. I think they were they were trying to approximate what you can expect from a performance perspective out of the Steam Deck, and mm-hmm. they were saying that like because unfortunately like. 
we don't really know for sure because this is a new chipset mm-hmm. that's like yeah. a new chip specifically, not new chipset. It's a new specific yeah. chip that hasn't been used in other things before. If you draw comparisons by using the raw numbers and like the the mm-hmm. technical details that I don't fully understand, this article was saying, I want to say it was in PC Gamer, was saying you can approximate mm-hmm. it to a like mid-range gaming laptop, um, mm-hmm. which they found one that they think was comparable spec wise to what the steam deck will be. And what they found was like, yeah, it probably won't run cyberpunk. It probably won't run like some very, very, you may end up having a hard time playing battlefield 2042 on it. Who knows, but Mm -hmm. that it's going to generally perform fine for most well-optimized games on steam. Um, And so I'm uh, I'm not, I'm not expecting to run all the, most intense games on ultra settings with this thing well and also <laughs> we talk about the pie in the sky of the switch getting dlss mm. um, oh this, this has the steam AMD deck will, super resolution well the steam deck will i assume have some form of dlss available to it, it i don't know how it can't have it, dlss because that's proprietary to nvidia but it'll, it'll have, have super right, resolution it, it'll which have is AMD's yes. version it'll of have, dlss it'll have fidelity effects like right um, no and 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 at and at a certain point, if this device takes off, it behooves AMD to develop that that uh, technology more to like mm-hmm. well continue yeah, they, to, to, to squeeze life out of it. They're um, already doing that. So I think that stuff is planned for the Xbox One or the Xbox Series like X, maybe the Series yeah, S two, like the that probably. fidelity stuff. And the point I, being, like, FS, it didn't come out yeah. right away. They're still they're still like developing it and working on it the, and then the point being dlss is yeah. if the device ends up being solid and it sells well then it's going to lead to development that targets it more whether through mm-hmm. increased cooperation from amd uh to, mm-hmm. to to squeeze more performance out of it through those kind of tools or just developers going do we really need x y and z bells and whistles when if we don't put that in, I'm being reductive. This isn't how a game dev works, yeah. but um, no, then, then uh, will it work? That, then can we make it better optimized for our steam deck? Um, totally. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause at that point um, it's, it's kind of like the conversation we were having last week where um, the switch or whatever is a known quantity. Like, you know what CPU it has, mm-hmm. you know what GPU it has, you know what memory it works with. Like, it's not ideal, but you at least have it's not a moving target, like which is one of the hardest things when developing for PC in general or Android or whatever. But yeah, if you know, okay, it has this CPU, this GPU, this much memory always, and it's like, okay, we can optimize for that, no problemo. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, no problemo, I don't know. Well, uh, little l- lesser problemo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if, like depending on the stuff, like when, yeah, uh, but like the switch has been iffy on that stuff. Oh yeah, we I will had a whole say, conversation about it. <laughs> I think it's fu- I I think the one thing I'm not picking on anybody. If you're listening to this podcast and we had this discussion at some point, this isn't a call out. I've seen a lot of people uh, that have been like, "LMAO, that button placement is terrible." And I think mm-hmm. that's a funny. I think it's 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 mostly just makes me chuckle because. Valve pays people hundreds of thousands of dollars to design the ergonomics of their devices. Mm-hmm. And it's not, that doesn't mean they can't make mistakes, but I definitely am, am in the let's wait and see how it feels camp totally. <laughs> rather than the, that looks terrible to use because like, I doubt that they would be like, 
ah, this sucks. Switch. This sucks, but it's going to be fine. I am sure that a lot of development time went into making sure that the buttons work well with the ergonomics mm-hmm. of the rest yeah. of the device and the weighting and everything. Yeah. Uh, Probably. Honestly, just, to me, it looks better than the Switch. Like, I think yeah. the Switch button placement is atrocious. I think, and like, the, yeah, the button I am size the Switch on the hater Switch. on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I am with the, you. The Switch I, hater I, on this podcast. I try to ratchet back the Switch hate because I don't want to hurt people's feelings, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, I really I, don't I'm, like that device at all. <laughs> I, I'm like 50-50 on the Switch. I think it does some stuff well, but some stuff is really terrible. So it, Basically, it, it all the stuff... Neat, it's a neat gimmick, but I hate yeah. using it. All the stuff that the yeah, Steam Deck is ripping same. off from the Switch is the stuff that I like about the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it is very much a wait-and-see device to see if totally. it ends up being yep. completely worth it, but there's just so much potential in it. Yeah. And, and like these like handheld PCs aren't new. No, uh, no, no. They with, uh, with a name like valve getting in there and getting AMD, like directly partnering with them to like, mm-hmm. you know, do this, like, and you know, get new, like no, no other like handheld PC like this has had like this new RDNA two graphics stuff in it. It's all been like Vega, which is, you know, lower powered. Yeah. And this, so this, well, this, will be... this totally kind of fucks with the, um, what was it? Like the Aya Neo and what was the other one you mentioned the other day, Pat? Like the GPD. other GPD, yeah. Or like NVIDIA well, Shield. Like it's much different than any the of those. The Neo two. is like really expensive. That's the like thing. The, it is, the GPD Win 3, which is the most recent one, is, is also $1,100. Is, is, uh, $1, it's $1,139. Yeah. yeah, they're um, expensive. And, and so that's and, what I was going to say is and this device. And they're Windows PCs. Yeah. This device mm-hmm. potentially could beat them out in terms of performance. I mean, it's hard to say yeah. for sure until we uh, put them side by side, yeah. but it's also way more. The pricing is very high at first glance on the Steam Deck um, if you're talking about like for, the higher yeah. end models. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the 399 one, it's very important to keep in mind for anybody who's looking at this as like their first foray into some kind of PC gaming. I think mm-hmm. 399 is good value. It's very small storage, though, for PC games. And if you're it's, talking it's about... Slow. And it's it has a, like it, as slow as the Switch, so... That's true. But it does have an option for SD. SD it does, SD cards, which is great which, and important. Which is, which is good. Expandable. But yeah. also, if you want to buy a 100 gigabyte micro SD card, I mean, that's is additional cost. Is it micro cost. SD? It's micro SD, as far as I yeah. know. Um, okay. Like, uh, they're not, like, necessarily prohibitively expensive, like I'm looking at a 256 gig Samsung card, micro SD card for 50 bucks. Like that's not the end of the world, but it is another 50 bucks, you know, like, yeah. so, um, the point, my point being, um, I think the, the, to me, at least the mid tier one is kind of like the happy medium. Um, yeah, because you're NVMe. getting a, a, an NVMe drive that can hold, but still, that drive is now it's not on Steam, so it's, it might be moot. But that drive's not really going to work well for something like Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I just realized. I don't know how that. many people are going to be installing Call of no, Duty. No, you're right. Maybe, but still, but I just realized it's worth something. keeping in mind. What do you do? You think they're going to make some update to Dota to work with like a controller for this thing? I hope so. I love playing MOBAs with controllers. I would huh. love to see what Dota would be like. I would fucking thing. love to play Dota with well, a no, controller. No, they got the touchpad. They got the touchpad, yeah. and you just have to yeah, totally. use that you're as a mouse. Click. And yeah, then yeah, you that's have how to, you're going to play and, Dota. Yeah, you can, you can like, map the your abilities to the buttons on the back. And there's also a touchscreen, right? So, like, could you... Is there? 
I, I can't remember if it was touchscreen or not, but if there is, I don't think be, like, it is. Click dragging for a box, like if you're selecting units and stuff, because micro heavy. Like the thing that would be hard for me is like, how would you play Enchantress or Chen or something like that, which are the micro heavy characters or Meepo, um, where you're having to hop around uh, the map all the time? Because that would be really interesting, though. I um, I was looking this up and I typed in Stream Deck. <laughs> Yeah, see that's. Uh, I don't <laughs> think it's. I don't think it's uh, touch screen, but I okay. could be wrong. Yeah, but, I'm not um, sure. Uh, but they do have oh, the touchpads. It does. It does. It does. That's awesome. Yes. I'm surprised. Because because uh, uh, yes, it does have a touch screen according to it the videos. It also looks like. And okay, cool. Yeah, it, it, it does uh, look one like. Of the, oops, sorry. Please go for it. I was gonna say it looks like at SteamDeck.com. Um, they're actually, if you look at the footage, it looks like it's actually running on it too. Because control, they're showing mm. control, and control looks mm-hmm. like it's running around thirty frames a second, which is what I would expect on this device. Which is kind of nice yeah, yeah. that it seems like it's an honest representation of Hopefully. how the game's running. That's cool, but yeah, um, I'll send an image to our group chat of one of the things that came out of it. But yeah, and it, one of the pre-order bonuses or whatever for the highest end thing is a a different virtual keyboard mm. theme. Okay, which, cool. Which is whatever. Who cares? But. Yeah, so it totally uh, has virtual, a touch screen. That's great because that that does make the prospect of typing on it a lot less uh, cumbersome, frustrating. Yeah. Um, that Agreed. actually makes Fate. Final Fantasy fourteen much more playable on <laughs> on, on, on uh, a Steam Deck. On a Steam Deck, uh, yeah. And I also like, like that they it got comes pretty with good with their case. like controller keyboard yeah, though. Like absolutely. they had some pretty uh, interesting ideas. So okay. like, you know, it's I'm not, not going to say it's the best, but, but it, it, it is good. a it is a it is a <laughs> interesting application. It's and, about as good uh, as you could get for sure, but it's not great. Um, yeah. But uh, the the yeah the the I like that it has the case. It doesn't come with a dock that's going to be available separately. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. you could also dock it with USB C. They said if you yeah. just have USB C to your oh, okay. display, it's cool. not uh, like it's not like the switch where you have to hack it to get it to yeah. output. It just outputs over this USB C if you wanted to. Yeah. The yeah. Um, cool. Uh, back to the price. Uh, Gabe Newell uh, for the what? What is it? What were people calling this thing? The Gabe. The Gabe Gear. <laughs> Oh uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but people. Uh, Gabe Newell was quoted as saying that the price point, specifically the three forty nine or three ninety nine price point, was painful. Um, but mm. I, their Valve, they you know they make so much money off Steam that they go, we sell this thing for cheap. We get people buying a bunch of games on Steam, even Man. though you can install Windows, you can do Game Pass on this thing. You can do. I- I whatever uh, but people I, are gonna I, buy steam games on here because that's where people buy most their most people buy games on mm-hmm. pc is on steam i think this is the ideal machine for someone like sam who might not want mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. plunk down a grand for like a decent gaming pc but still have mm-hmm. pc gaming as an option especially if you can dock it yep um like i think yeah. this seems like a really 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 good option for that um because it's yep. cheaper like even if you did the medium model, like that's probably the price of a mid-tier gaming PC, like mid to low tier. So mm-hmm. like, and this and is portable, you can take it with. and yeah, it's portable. You and don't need a desk. Nope. Yeah, like and it's <laughs> yeah much smaller than a like a gaming PC. That's for dang sure. But I don't know. It seems like a cool device. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens yeah. with it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, hopefully, it lives up to expectations. You know, in some ways it never will, but in other ways, hopefully it's pleasantly surprising. Yeah. 
okay other new stuff yeah so elgato announced like nine things they announced like a new stream deck a new wave uh xlr audio interface two new mic arms a wall mount for their like multi-mount stuff uh what else did they do a webcam which seems to be very high quality like basically the best webcam you can buy uh from other people uh at least from reviews I saw and stuff, uh, it, a whole lot of stuff. The the mic arms look fucking slick. They got like a high profile one and a low profile one. Mm. I want it. I don't need it, but I want it. Uh, so I can just like pull my mic out. If I had that low profile mic arm, oh, it's over. <laughs> but I don't. It's over. You're done uh, podcasting. I can I can recommend. You just, my no, arms. I could just like you're just oh, gonna indeed. lovingly stare at the mic arm. And yeah, you know. I can recommend them. They're very helpful. It's got, then you can just move it it's around. It's got like, yeah, they've got like a magnetic like tray for like the cables and stuff. That's it's cool. Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty slick. Um, yeah, we were we were talking before but, the cast that Elgato yeah. tends to make pretty good hardware. It's just it's usually a bit overpriced because like it's stuff you could do yourself a lot of the time. Yeah, um, and you could like probably do pretty well with it like like the mic arm the green screen the lights like that yeah. stuff not so much like the capture yeah. gear and like that stuff is very yeah. niche yeah uh but like it's more expensive than if you were to do it yourself it's more expensive than even if you were to go yeah. to some other third party but it, yeah. it, it just works well so and it, it it all works together well it's like the apple totally. thing like it's an ecosystem there, there are plenty of criticisms to put against it but then also if you've got all the stuff it just it's it works together and it does what you want it to do. So, yeah, like the uh, the new audio interface, it's like two hundred bucks, which is a lot. No, one one fifty or one 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 fifty. Yeah, sorry, and yeah. like the you, the, you the can, webcam can, is more expensive than the audio interface. Yeah, and the audio interface is one input, uh, yeah. which one XLR input, which is like that's kind of not a lot for the price because uh, you and I again mm-hmm. we were talking before the cast, like you can get yeah. a Focusrite Scarlett two i two, which is a really good. Two input, two output, uh, mm-hmm. with preamps and all this kind of stuff for about the same price. Yeah, but it does, it's, yeah, it's you're, not going to be paying for the integration of the software. Exactly. Yeah, it won't be as yeah. easily integrated. And I'll say, I think that that they do a good mix of products that are like when I got my Stream Deck, I was surprised that I only paid 150 bucks for it. Like it, it's when you combine its capabilities and like the fact that it just works and it's such a solid little device with Mm -hmm. the software support and how easy it is to make any macro you could want. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I could probably make a macro that would like get everything set up for the podcast where I could just push one button and then it would pull up all of my applications for the podcast and get me into the zoom call. Um, But uh, so I was, I was impressed that I got that for that price. But I think they kind of combine some of the like really good value with maybe some of these other things that are more like, hey, you could get another audio interface that's this mm-hmm. better for the same price, but you're getting it, like you're saying, Andre, integrated into everything else. Yeah. Um, so if, you, if you've if you got Elgato Lights, Elgato, you got the Stream Deck, you got the Capture Card, you got you know, the, the Elgato Mic, and then you yeah. just like, you're good to go. You just hit like one button and it's like, okay, I'm streaming. All my lights are on, all that stuff. That, that's like, neat. Um, like you, you, like, um, I don't I'm stream, sure, so yeah, I like, want to, but like you could spend a weekend with a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino and script up a lot of the same kind of stuff, but that's going to be a lot of effort. It's going to be a yeah. lot of bug, bug fixes. And like, it, you're just paying for something 
that works and you don't have to think and, about that overhead. Yeah. You're I mean, still, I got, I got like six memory macro keys on my keyboard right here and I always forget about them and never use them, but I yeah. could for something. Well, I don't know what mm-hmm. I should use my macro keys for, but Sir, truly the game changer with the stream deck to me is that you can, it's, it's a screen also. So you put yeah. little mm-hmm. icons on it and, um, yep. they can be animated or not. And, yeah. um, and that's yeah. actually like a huge boost because it means mm-hmm. that you don't have to remember what key does what ever. Yeah. Um, the Avery yeah. Media Nexus looks really fucking slick because it's Ooh, like basically a Go XLR with a Stream Deck built in, but Ooh. it's like overall quality. Cool. Like it can't. It's like preamp isn't great. It only does like forty six decibels or something. Like it's it's not going to power like a SM seven B. And then like the, oh, the like software it isn't it like super great. It it does, but it's not oh. like super high. It's not like it's power output isn't super high or something like it doesn't mm. fully power stuff it's yeah it, so that's like weird. it it's like a really neat piece of hardware that is cool. let down by some decisions like it's got like a built-in lcd like touchscreen to be like a yeah. screen a stream deck but also then it's also yeah. like the, yeah like the software cool. is like uh, iffy on it which is a bummer because it looked it looks cool and it's like all that stuff built in but yeah it's interesting uh, yeah so Elgato, if you're into streaming, Elgato, once again, taking your money. Uh, next bam, up, bam, bam. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl announced. <laughs> right. It's oh got rollback netcode, baby. One of real? the only, yeah, yeah, one of the only fighting games right now that does. That's very mm-hmm. funny. So people are like, hell yeah, baby. Rollback netcode. They're excited about it because like. All, all the japanese made games don't use like rollback they all use like ggpo mm-hmm. uh, which is inferior to rollback for reasons i'm not 100 percent like clear on everything but it's just yeah. better net code that uh but because japan More i've balanced. seen people theorize yeah. that because japan has largely pretty good internet like they don't worry about like netcode like that so, uh mm-hmm. when they're making the games and then when they go abroad it's just like yeah no it's got this net code but i think even like i saw someone saying like they made a list of like games like oh no rollback rollback and it, nickelodeon all-stars was the only one on rollback but then they came back later like actually apparently one of these games on the no rollback has rollback but that's just the state of the game where nobody likes it oh. uh, yeah but yeah this it's- is your a smash bros like platform fighter uh but with, with like a bunch of 90s nickelodeon characters <laughs> Like Spongebob, Hey Arnold, the Wild Thornberries are in there. Yeah, uh, I did not see list. any Rocket Power, but I believe Rocket Power is in there. But I felt like that was an omission. All right. I have Maybe a full not, list. I don't know. I have a full list if you'd like me to read it off for you here. I, I don't need a full list, but it's Rocket Power it's, on it's, there? It's not a very long list of what's okay. confirmed. Well, okay. Sure, we got sure. Helga. We got Helga from Hey Arnold. Mm-hmm. Danny Phantom. You got Sandy mm-hmm. Cheeks from SpongeBob, mm-hmm. Zim from Invader Zim, Nigel Jeez. Thornberry, uh, Michelangelo, Smashing. Leonardo, mm-hmm. uh, both from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We got SpongeBob uh, and Patrick. Excuse you from Mortal Kombat. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so SpongeBob and Patrick. You got Reptar mm-hmm. from Rugrats, which is that's pretty sure. great. Halt, I am um, Reptar. Uh, Lincoln Loud and Lucy Loud from The Loud House. I don't know what that is. I had no um, idea. You got 
Oblina from Ah Real Monsters, which that's a great one. Okay. Uh, you got Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy. So that's what's confirmed so far. Okay. Yeah, the no rocket power, that feels like a, um, a slight. I'm sure there's more to come. Like, you ain't got no Avatar in there. Like, you ain't got mm-hmm. uh, Rocco. It's true. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. And that that has had a recent resurgence. So, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm sure they'll announce more. That game's out later this year, right? Um, Probably. I don't see. Maybe not. I don't know. It kind of kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like they didn't even do like when a like a summer game fest or like a what is that like a game awards thing like at the end of the year? Oh, fall twenty twenty one. Okay, well, yeah, so relatively soon. It's over for Smash Bros. Yeah, they don't even need that last character. They can just <laughs> pack it all up. The last character was going to be SpongeBob, but not anymore. Uh, speaking of uh, oh I had a segue before but then I, we kept going on the okay you thing. get get it later and I'll just edit it in really awkwardly I, f- I forgot I forgot what it was it doesn't matter uh, Persona <laughs> 25th anniversary site launched uh, yeah. I guess 25th anniversary is coming up imminently and they teased seven new projects yeah uh to be revealed over the like next year uh they said the the seventh project will be revealed in like autumn 2022 so that's clearly over a year from now right i would assume so or it's like persona one dancing all noon all afternoon (laughs) i thought you were gonna say dancing all nude i'm sure hey do you know what uh, i didn't say persona one but maybe that could that could be uh good fit I hope that they. I I really hope that they remake the first two Persona games. That'd be cool. I think I, I don't cool. know about, that much about them. Um, They're good. They're interesting. I, They're weird. I know. I know Allison isn't here, but I'm sure she would love to see like a Persona Three portable kind of thing happen again. For sure. Yeah. Um. I think they what should just we... put Persona Three Pez uh, or whatever portable. I think that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. They should put that on Steam and and on, on consoles and Switch yeah. and stuff. But, well, but at least Pe- on Pez... Steam. Pez was good. Only but on the, the Steam Deck. But yeah, Pez was good, but Persona 3 Portable was. I meant Portable because I forgot be, that those were yeah. different things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Portable was notable because it had the lady, lady main character. Yeah. What if, they, what should, if they put out Persona 3 Portable and Persona 3 Fez, but Portable oh, Fez, was yes. only playable Fez, on, the, yeah. on the Steam Deck? That would be very funny. Oh, hell yeah. Honestly, what they should do <laughs> is just make, put out Persona 3 Portable or Persona 3 Fez on Steam with the the lady from portable yes complete yeah do a complete complete one because i wasn't i didn't like the stuff that changed in portable outside of the new protagonist option it was weird in its isometricness yes what was cool about persona one and two that i would love to see remade is those are dungeon crawlers when you're in the dungeons Mm -hmm. in more of a they're like first person in the traditional sense of being a dungeon crawler Mm -hmm. so they're kind of cool because you walk around in first person in the dungeons and um And mechanically the, the same thing were, but the negotiations yeah. were way crazier in persona yes. from what i understand and i think some of them were a little more on the problematic side <laughs> if i recall but uh <laughs> probably you know product of their time <laughs> yeah from japan uh, so what do you what do y'all think the uh the announcements are gonna be like we already talked about persona 6 probably next year 
Persona 3 portable or Persona 3 on like PC, maybe on like other like Switch, PS5 or PS4, Xbox, maybe Xbox. hundred percent going to be something on PC because Persona 4 Golden was very successful on PC. Yeah, I I would assume Persona 3 on PC. I suspect if not other consoles, all of the Persona games will be announced to be coming to Steam. I would like to see and I think they could do a cool like refresh of one and two in a double pack kind of situation maybe not full remakes but like bring them a a little forward uh this all persona games coming to game pass that's actually that was probably where i was going like i because persona part of it has been largely as a series has largely been on playstation except for like persona q and stuff but Mm -hmm. um i could totally see game pass i could totally see switch in reality, what will happen is it'll be like a Persona 1 and 2 collection comes to Switch. Persona yeah. 3, 4, and 5 are on Game Pass, and then they announce Persona 6, and it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's probably going to be the fucked, seven up, years. the fucked up, like, like all Did, dis, disjointed way they're going to do it. Maybe. Did they ever do a fighting game for 5? Because no. 3 and 4 had a so, fighting game. But. Yeah, so that was one of my one of the six my my or one of the seven. My hope is uh, Persona Five Arena Ultimax, which is you know they do three, four, or five characters uh, in a fighting game, and like oh, who made was it? It was uh, Arc System. Arc System right? made, made the last yeah. one. Oh, not not okay. Arc System is different from Arc System Works, uh, which is uh, very confusing. I think it was the people who made Guilty Gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, it, they it was, they it are the Arc ones System who made it. Works, not yeah. ArcSys. Uh, I Arc meant Arc System, System Works when I said ArcSys. Yeah. I didn't know there was another thing called ArcSys. I think yeah. I think they're different. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I think Arc it's Sys. just no idea. But it was made yeah. by them, folks. The Blaz Blue people. Yeah. Um, um, who would you main from Persona Five? Who would be a good fighter? Oh, it, other that than the cat. On how they're. I mean, like, I feel like Joker probably fits my play style the most. He's already uh, in a fighting game. Maybe, maybe Makoto. Yeah. The, maybe. You just named uh, like my. I, I tend to be like a, I from that game. <laughs> I, I tend to be like a Russian and uh, uh, fucks with people uh, person, and I, I feel would, like those two hit that the most. I would, I would um, love to see what they would do with like Hifumi. Because she was actually the the only other character I liked in that game, um, other than the two you mentioned. Because I bet mm-hmm. she could have like some kind of. She played Shoji, right? Yeah, yeah. So like they could have like some kind of Shoji mechanic. Shogi. Shogi. Shoji. I don't. I don't remember how Shoji, to pronounce apologies. I think, I think Shoji is a name. Shogi. Oh, I don't remember is the game. Shogi. Yeah, Shogi. Yeah. There we are. That's correct. Um, that would be interesting. I can't really remember any other characters that mattered. There's the gun store guy. There's mm-hmm. the, the no, sexy but, goth like, doctor. Uh, they're not uh, the dating sim. The actual just like, here's a visual novel dating sim of Persona. All the characters. Uh, you can romance anyone. Uh, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. like I, I I want them to do uh, another fighting game. Uh, so yeah, it'd be good. I, like... Uh, I wonder, it'll be a bummer if, like, you know, the, the individual announcements are like Persona 3 on Steam, Persona 1 and 2 on Steam, Switch. or on Switch. Yeah. Like, because they said seven projects, so, like, that makes it seem like 
a lot, but I hope I I hope that none of them are dancing games. I I am not getting my hopes up. I think they will announce yeah. Persona Six. That will, it'll be Persona Six, point. Persona One and Two coming somewhere, Persona Three coming somewhere, um, probably a port of Persona Four Golden to like PS Five or some shit, uh, and then Persona Five coming to other platforms or something, and then a dancing game. And what? That's six, right? Seven. Yeah, Persona five, Q. Yeah, Do another seven. Q. Oh yeah, those and another Persona Q. Duh. Those, that's were, those games were that great. Gets seven. Persona Q. Were, Persona Q. One and two were both really good. It's going to be like six ports or four ports and three new games, and one of them will absolutely be a dancing game, and one will be a Persona uh, Q game, which may be good, but I'm not going to get into that. Worst fucking rhythm games in the world. That's not true. <laughs> I've never, that I've Kingdom never Hearts them. rhythm game is worse. That that is true. <laughs> I I think I, last week I railed against that Kingdom Hearts rhythm, game rhythm is games of all sorts, and especially the worst one, rhythm but... game ever made, and probably one of the worst, like. I don't know if you call it triple A, but like one of the worst non indie games ever made as well. Not that indie <laughs> games are bad. I'm just covering a wide swath here. The worst triple A. I just don't know if Dump in the Dark even is triple A. Ostensibly triple yeah. A. Yeah. You know, from a major know. publisher developer. I don't know what other genres uh, they could put Persona into. I feel like I liked Persona 4 a lot. Persona, I liked Persona Party. 3 quite a bit. Yeah. But I feel like. For me, as someone who was a big Persona fan, like it almost feels like they've started stretching that series thin in some kind of weird ways. What if? And like the the idea of seven new projects doesn't fill me with a ton of confidence. Sega Cross Yakuza. Sega like no, just, no, no oh. Sega Persona Cross Yakuza Persona Hold Cross up. Yakuza. Okay. That's actually yeah, a good sure. idea. That would be pretty cool. I'd be what if that. it's like oh, Bully God. but Yakuza? Imagine Yakuza protagonist, like Fuck. Yakuza protagonist, fostering kids. Dude, yes. Imagine Kiryu jumping into the TV. <laughs> I, I don't I'm know sure if it would be. I don't sure know if it'd be Kiryu in the game. Oh, if, but, yeah, you're right. It'd be it, it, no. It would 100 be Ichiban. Yeah, so JRPG Ichiban. fanatic at this, at this point. Yeah, but Ichiban and Kiryu would be in the TV. <laughs> <laughs> you found oh, me oh man persona persona cross <laughs> yakuza sounds fucking sick <laughs> atlas call me I, it's funny Sega i was thinking me. i was thinking about like the the next the jrpg i'm gonna play after i get caught up in final fantasy and i installed persona 5 royal thinking like maybe it'll be that one but then i'm like oh wait but i also have yakuza 7 mm-hmm. yeah. that i could play instead it's really good. Yakuza Seven, very good. Mm-hmm. I, they're both very good. Mm-hmm. On the topic of uh, Sigma, what? what did I just uh, say? Um, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> on the topic, back topic of uh, Sega. Uh-huh. Uh, wow, that was Freudian slip. Hmm? Uh, topic of Sega. Uh, they've got a new game coming out this year called Lost Judgment, which is a sequel to Judgment. Uh, if you couldn't tell. And it seems like it that sequel won't be coming to PC, despite the great success Sega has been having on PC because of super restrictive Japanese talent agencies, yeah. uh, specifically the one of the main character. Uh, oh, what is the actor's name? I don't. I don't know. Uh, can't recall. But I can't yeah, remember pretty- anything. I haven't played Judgment yet. I need to. Because I saw this trailer for Lost Judgment, I was like, "Holy shit!" Okay, yeah, no, I need to play this game. Of course, I need it's to play a, this game. It's from. It's a good studio. game. It's bonkers. Uh, 
but yeah, the so there was probably Allison would be more knowledgeable about this stuff just because she's into like J-pop and idols and whatnot and is aware of like the talent agency shit, but they are very restrictive with what you can do with like what idols can do and what can be done with their like, uh, you know, their likenesses and whatnot. Yeah. And And the idea of modding is terrifying mm -hmm. to them. Well, the, the main character of judgment is a very well-known, uh, Japanese like pop star uh, from a band called Smap, alternatively known as Bump of Chicken, I believe. Um, Snort like, Chicken. Check on that. Uh, <laughs> no, nor no. They are. Are they different? Are they the same? I maybe they're different. Smap and Bump of Chicken are not the same. Someone led me to believe that they were the same, but they're not. Anyway, uh, yeah, they they were like a boy band, like, you know, uh, in like the 90s or 2000s and very popular. Uh, they eventually disbanded the group, but were are still like actors, models, all that kind of thing. Uh, and others have left this agency, uh, Johnny's, uh, who is a very large talent agency in Japan. And only this person has left and has been the main character of the judgment games and apparently the talent agency has said you can't put this guy on pc you can't that no we we, we don't want you people modding him or anything like that yeah they saw what so, people did to norman reedus and uh, and what, uh keanu reeves and uh, uh yeah so it seems like that might spell the end of judgment if they can't like put it on PC and make money there too, uh, because Hey, their games have been very popular on PC. Mm-hmm. And if they, they that have. Avenue is shut off to them, then it's just not, not feasible for them to keep making those games. It sounds like, uh, but that'd be, maybe that'd be a shame. The, it'd be a shame if yeah, that's what kills the, the series. The actor is a very prominent or is into games and like is a gamer uh i'm sorry i shouldn't hurl that word around like that at people it's you know they might be offended but um he's a degenerate so if he you know if he does like a a tom holland like i'm gonna like hey come on can't we all get along like with the sony and mar or sony and disney or whatever uh it's like come on let let him put it let me put him let me be on pc let let people do weird sex stuff with my player model (laughs) character model you know whatever bring it that wouldn't be the weirdest thing that a member of that band has done true i was saying in a i don't remember if i said it in our chat or in like a discord Uh or something but i will admit i think it sucks but also I would, if someone was like, we want to put you in a game, I would be like, eh, cool, but I don't want my model to be used for weird sex stuff. <laughs> Personally. Uh, well, it, 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 but it, this doesn't sound like the actor's decision. This is the agency yeah, 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 going, sure, we want sure. control over yes, every aspect absolutely. of, but like, I, which is, were yeah. someone to provide that as their reason, I would not mm-hmm. fault them necessarily sure, for sure. it. Sure. You know, and Cyberpunk ran into that with, uh, you know, the Keanu Reeves stuff. And like, hey, cut it out with the mods. You can't do that. Like, come on. Yeah. Some Beyonce, get that off the internet shit. I think it's reasonable to not want your character model to be like, you 
it's for things you're not consenting to, I guess. Yeah, yeah totally, totally fair. Uh, yeah, no, that's 100% fair. And I'm not saying people should go and do weird sex stuff with his uh, character model, which is that first game even on PC? I don't even know. Uh, um, I'm going to, I don't know. That's not on Steam. So might be on, on PS4, PS5 <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, like remember, like a member of that band, like after they broke up, got like arrested for being nude in a public park. Like, yeah, and sure. then like he's fine nice. in like society. Like he still like goes on like comedy show, like variety shows, and like media appearances. Like they, they, they worked it out. I don't know. Speaking of talent and games, Netflix is now saying they're looking to get in the game space. Haven't we talked about this story before? Didn't probably. we talk about this like 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 a year ago? I feel like I don't I don't know. Probably, maybe I don't know. Uh, like, I, I bet it'll just be like a streaming thing. Like, hey, if you enjoyed this, maybe you'll enjoy X or yeah, whatever. Like, like you they, enjoyed The Witcher, play The Witcher Three streaming. Yeah, because like they kind of. You like Castlevania, here's Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Like they like they tried their hand at very simple gaming stuff between like Minecraft story mode and Bandersnatch yeah. and that kind of shit. But like yeah, I wonder if this is going to be more like a uh, well probably more like an Amazon Luna kind of situation. I was what. I would assume uh like they brought on people who have like experience in games yeah, like, like the Oculus dude, it, right? And like a Zynga, a Zynga, and, yeah. Zynga dude or something? Probably. Yeah, they they brought in people. So, you know, I don't, there's not much to say other than, sure, maybe. It's really, really not surprising to me because, like, if you look at, um, I mean, the programming world, there is a set of, like, the biggest tech giants are considered FANG, F-A-A-N-G, and sometimes you get FAMG to include Microsoft in there, that's Facebook. Uh, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, and then Microsoft maybe. And pretty much all of those are in gaming in some capacity except for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Facebook is, has the Oculus stuff. Uh, Apple has Apple Arcade. Amazon has Luna. Uh, Google has Stadia. Microsoft has Xbox. Netflix mm-hmm. is the only one without one. So like to me, it's extremely not surprising <laughs> that they would want to get into that space. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, we'll see if anything comes of it because people always say stuff like this and then get shut down before anything actually comes of it. So, yeah, it, it could totally be a fart in the wind. We'll never, if, it, if that's the case, we'll never know what it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. And last thing, real quick Resident Evil Village. Uh, oh, yeah. Apparently, the PC. The DRM on PC has affected performance a lot. I wonder if that was what was giving me some trouble. Uh, it was weird at some points, but apparently, uh, finally, the DRM has been cracked by pirates, and that version runs significantly better, uh, which is interesting to hear. Uh, and I wonder how much longer there will be, like that DM is going to rem- DRM is going to remain in it because eventually they always patch it out and like, okay, it's been yeah. like six months. What's whatever. the name of the really? the really intense one that De they Nuvo, always attach to novo yeah yeah whatever that one yeah. is like it they like license it for 6 months and then they tear it out after like that initial sales window yeah yeah uh and like it it's 
yeah, I wonder how much that stuff like actually matters. So like, having it in there, it probably I helps can't, some. But I can't remember the actual quotes, but there was definitely talk about it when Witcher Three had been out for a little bit because CD Projekt did not put copy protection on the Witcher Three as yeah. a like power to the players. We're pro consumer yeah. move. Yeah, they they lost yeah. a, nothing on GOG. They lost a fuckload of revenue over it, from what I recall. Like <laughs> there was something like. CD project or uh, yes, that they, mm. they, there was a huge number of pirated copies that were mm. being played yeah. like, like very significant. Um, mm. So it's tough. Cause it's like, on the one hand, I think it sucks when people, when companies put this copy protection on that compromises yeah. the gaming experience. But on the other yeah. hand, it seems like every time it comes up, it's shown yeah. that, that if they don't <laughs> copy protect it, people will just pirate it and not pay for it. Um, There's an so easy... it's like, what do you want? What do you want? It's an easy thing, and it's go back to in-game, like, riddles that use, like, hand, like <laughs> printed manuals yes. with, like, decoder those. shit. Like, there you go. It's, that's what you gotta do. Yeah, and if like you don't wheels. do that, then, like, a big scorpion monster comes around and chases you through the game and just kills you over and over, making it unplayable. Like, easy peasy. Yeah, I love those old decoder uh, I would go back wheels. to that game if all the uh, performance stuff was fixed, I, I guess. Like, I, I liked it enough. I just never oh. went back and, like, played through it multiple times. Maybe that's, like, a damning thing to say about that game, considering how much I played 7 and 2 Remake and even, hey, like, 3 Remake I don't know. a few times. You probably but, have a lot more to play right now, too, and a lot of other stuff. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll get back to Resident Evil 7 I think, or 8 eventually. I think 8 was but, a great game, really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it, and I don't know if I'll replay it more, but I don't think that takes anything away from the fact that I really Oh, yeah, yeah. It. Just, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's also not particularly surprising that something works better when cracked than when not i think i've talked about it on this podcast before how i use a cracked version of pro tools because it works better than a legitimate version of pro tools sure Um, yeah yeah so it's it's not surprising (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely um well i think that is gonna do it for today on episode 181 of the gaming fix podcast on july 17th 2021 I have been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite RGB co- color code. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, where, uh, I don't know, I'll be tweeting about stuff I want and don't need, and, I don't know, stuff like that. Maybe some game takes here and there. Uh, Pat, where can people find you? Find me at PJC Plays, and I'll probably tweet out, there's a... Uh... This race that I'm doing in two weeks uh, is a charity race for the uh, the National MS Society. Um, so uh, there are we have a type of team, and you can donate and stuff. So I'll probably tweet that out on the podcast account to maybe get some some donations. Sure, cool. And Alex, where can people find you? Uh, I don't know. Probably in the next room over there doing some stuff writing some stuff okay cool uh you can find us on twitter at fix podcasts wherever that handle works on social media probably on like i don't know uh what's what's a new social media platform well we're not on tiktok should we be on tiktok let's get sam, TikTok. sam can, can do it sam's can, on tiktok uh, yeah let's, let's hire a zoomer we'll, we'll hire a zoomer to do our tiktok for us 
we'll get, we'll get right on that. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Gaming Fix podcast. Stay wet, gamers. Don't worry. We're there. Always. I am damp now, and I will be damp later. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>